0: All coming, with Jared and RJ From Renoir to South.
1: This is the Criterion Creeps Podcast. I'm Jared Duncan.
2: And I'm a sweet bippy.
1: And we're just two guys who have no other choice now but to creep our way through the Criterion Collection one spine number at a time in order of release. This week, we're talking about butt stuff. As we watch Spine Uh 407 in the Criterion Collection, (laughs) Gus Van Sant's Malanoche from 1986. But first... Malanoche. RJ, it's... Cooled off a little bit how, outside, baby. Think, how hot think, is it? I think it's I think it's like fall or something.
2: I think tomorrow or the next day is the first official day of fall.
1: I think so. But so uh, uh, it's dipping down. It's uh, like six degrees at night. Like not, little...
2: you ever had those? Hmm. What? Nothing. Uh, you say I your said name? nothing. I said nothing. Uh, yeah, it's getting cool. How are you spending your cool evenings?
1: Oh, uh, Peyton minifigs? Reading Horace Heresy novels? Oh,
2: which are you it? on which one are you on now? I am Fourth,
1: fifth? Ha- over 5th. I'm halfway over halfway through Fulgrim. Fulgrim. Um, Fulgrim who is essentially like a Final Fantasy uh villain.
2: Fulgrim sounds like um a character that like a cop that doesn't play by his own rules, like a different kind of cop.
0: Yeah.
1: yeah, he kinda, but he's eight feet tall and Oh well, yeah. He spends a lot of time walking around in a purple loincloth.
2: Yeah, uh, how's that different from the guys at the barn?
1: I don't know. Like you tell me.
2: It's been oh, a I while. Don't
1: know. I don't recall that. I don't know if uh Michael Chickless would have agreed to that. I don't know if he would have you, been,
2: you ah, know Julian is he, like seven I, feet tall, right? Yeah,
1: but but I also know that Michael Chickless is not seven feet tall. I heard some. His his Cassie towers over him. Mm-hmm.
2: Chicklis is only like four two, but um, no. I heard some shocking stuff about Julian, um, the real man. Yeah. Should I should I wait until I'm done talking about it completely, or should I bring it up now?
1: Yeah, you can bring it up later. Okay.
2: Do you know this real life stuff? Don't look. Don't look into it. Don't look I into t- it.
1: Vaguely remember. Don't I look into up. it. I remember when it came up. Don't yeah. look into it okay, fine yeah. anyway, so uh how are you spending your uh fall evenings Jarrett there's a a fearless cat burglar in the neighborhood. Have you been
2: alerted of this individual nope or individuals is it, is it the
1: cat no no
2: houses uh, no, but uh I have made heart? progress uh he He was within two feet of me, but he i i still cannot uh get close enough uh did you ever be- like
1: not you just be a recumbent male and just like lay there and let the kitty climb on you? And you I mean, I, I sit out
2: there for a while. I mm-hmm. let my kitty climb all over me. Mm-hmm. Um, But uh no, I'm just trying to, I'm trying to get him comfortable with humans enough. I have found him a nice place to live, no. but he's still real scared of people. So I just, I need him to get comfortable being around people and then I will get some sort of are, cat trap.
1: Are, are you saying he's scareded?
2: He's a little scared it. He's a little scared cat. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I would be too.
1: Well, I mean, I you know scared. why he, I I know why he's scared because there's a cat burglar.
2: Well, okay. Did did you hear about this? No, I have not. Okay, so uh to uh yesterday morning I wake up and I go uh I'm leaving for work and uh I go to feed Dill. Dill's the cat outside. His name's Dill. And uh I, I go to shake him out some food cuz he's hanging out. And he was in the front and I was like, "Hey, why are you in the front? You never hang out in the front." And, uh, he followed me to the back and, uh, the shed doors open and the greenhouse doors open
3: Mm -mm. and
2: the, uh, the yard furniture has been moved and there's a chair propped up against the fence. And I went, something foul is afoot. Oh man. Someone's been in my, in my shed. This is worse than, this is even worse than going into my bins, Jarrett. And you know how much I dislike people messing with my bins?
1: Moving, well, moving your bins.
2: Moving my, you know what they had to do to get in the backyard? they moved the bins they moved the bins they propped open a gate with like a brick and uh they went through the shed they took nothing Mm. however the shed and the greenhouse were closed with carabiners so that they don't like pop open in the wind which they're prone to do Mm. and they took those they took the two carabiners that were holding my shed and my greenhouse door closed
1: wow so they can look later
2: well, I put a padlock on those bad boys, and I set up an elaborate trap, which I'll ex- explain in a minute.
1: Is this going to be like a, a Kevin McAllister, Home Alone-esque trap? McTrap? It so absolutely that, is. It actually might, like, brain somebody.
2: No, 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 no. It, uh, it's not. But uh, I, I'll explain this, because uh, I got this idea from my mom. My mom set up some elaborate traps in her day, and I'll explain that as well, too.
1: But uh, so... Like a <laughs> straw dog style? Oh, is there a bear trap? Involved? Well, she was a
2: single mother of four. She has to get innovative. Yeah. No. Let's say that. Okay. Um, so like in my shed, there's nothing really in there, but, uh, I do have my barbecue in there, but that's a big bitch. Like you can't, you can't move that thing. very
1: That's easily. a what? I said, that's
2: a big hitch that you have uh, to attach yeah. to that thing to move it because it's right. so big. Yeah. You see, mm-hmm. uh, so the barbecue's big. The lawnmower is in there and they could have easily taken that, but I think that would have been a little bit, uh, too, uh, too well, conspicuous walking down the street with a lawnmower
1: was, was this this morning uh yesterday morning okay so they haven't come back yet
2: no but so uh i did padwalk uh the sheds out there so they cannot be open now um but uh they didn't take that uh there was a weed eater in there uh that they could have taken but they didn't
1: well they so, know those are always the pieces of shit
2: well, yeah, probably. Yeah. Um, but someone in the community posted yesterday that uh two individuals went into their backyard in the daytime and uh they uh took two bikes out of a shed. So uh, these guys were looking for bikes. Oh. man know, Probably to sell these bikes. Ride them downtown to the King O trade and uh clock them in. <laughs>
1: yeah. Oh boy. Yeah. Maybe so, they uh, they they they've already they've picked the south side clean. Now yeah. they've had to move on to the west side.
2: Oh, yes. Yeah.
1: So here's the thing, though.
2: Uh, that night I slept downstairs because, like, I was sneezing. And Andrew's like, you sound sick. Go sleep downstairs. And I was like, yes, dear. Um, so I was sleeping down here. And you've kind of seen this area. I have a window here. And there's, like, this is where the gravel on the side of my house is. They would have been right there. And my 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 shade wasn't pulling. So these guys were probably peeping on me, sleeping, dirt. And I didn't wake up either, which is, uh, I'm I'm actually a pretty soft <laughs> sleeper. so I'm pretty, uh. <laughs>
1: Hey, have uh, you ever, have you considered that this isn't a person, but it could be the cat spiders?
2: Well, it could maybe, be the maybe, spiders. Maybe
1: they've uh, banded they, they together. They prop to the gate
2: open with a brick so that more spiders could move yeah, in.
1: there could be enough of them that they've all co- uh, come into a single form.
2: Well, all I know is that if it is spiders or humans, they're in for something not too nice. No, that's not a threat, Jared. I would never make aggressive threats on the internet, but it's a promise.
1: Oh, what a, what a coincidence.
2: What is, uh, what is that law in uh, the States? Stand and defend or whatever?
1: Stand your ground? Stand Lord. your ground. Well, you'll, you'll, you'll notice uh, on Creepsville, I just made a post. Mm. On, uh, on the Discord. What, Jared, what's Discord? Why, RJ? Nice of you to ask. I, I believe it is the fastest growing social media platform in the world today on what metric? Uh all metrics. <laughs> Can you yeah, all of them.
2: Everyone?
1: Yeah. Even, even the even bad me, ones? Even meteorologically, yeah. Holy Especially God. the bad. Well, even even the bad ones are getting it right this time.
2: Well, and uh how how does one uh, how does one join um this community?
1: For at least $1. At minimum. On, at, on Patreon. Minimum. Uh, Criterion Cruise on Patreon. Uh, you pay us a buck, you get access. You, minimum. You get, you get the key that opens up the kingdom. The what kingdom kind of stuff of can be had last. on here? Why
2: would people want to join this community?
1: Well, you can get uh, Jarrett's sport picks. Uh, yeah. That he never actually hears how they've done.
2: I think you batted 500 last week.
1: Oh, really? What about the week? There's... What about the... I think the flat, the, yeah, the first week I think was good. I'm not sure about last week, but no one uh, told me. Cause, well, uh,
2: Sugarhead's gonna get on that. Uh, well, yeah. I see he, you he picked the Browns. They the didn't win. The Broncos, they didn't win. Cowboys won. Uh, Raiders didn't win. I don't think Lions was a, uh, that was a tear
1: tearful one day. Yeah, I, I've lost. I, I've yeah I've been around uh, dealing yeah. to, to hear all about it.
2: Eagles won, though, so you got that one. Nice. Bears did not win. Ravens oh, wow. did win. Okay.
1: Uh, this is compelling.
2: Patriots did not win.
1: Who uh, they up against? Oh, yeah, oh there's Patriots
2: were against Miami, the Dolphins. Oh, I'm surprised you didn't go with the Dolphins.
1: Well, fucking off, because fuck Florida. Oh, okay. It's a garbage state.
2: What about Dan it's Marino?
1: It's the worst state ever. What about Dan Marino place. from Ace, in, Ace Ventura, Pet Detective? Oh, I hope he gets uh, taken out by one big hurricane.
2: Well, and can you say your name again?
1: Everyone, everyone for the on record. That, everyone can go.
2: Can you say your name again for we, the record?
1: We have, we already have the beach bum. We don't need the rest of it anymore. Well, okay, yeah. No.
2: Um, yeah. So you, you did okay. What other kind of fun things can you be a part of on this community?
1: I this don't know. Community. What, what do we got here? We got. Uh, Stuff about Hideo Kojima. Oh
0: yeah, yeah, always
1: yeah. good, always good. Some parkour. We've oh got. yeah. Uh, not, not a lot of talk in the smoke hole. I mean, I made yes. that poll special for you, and no one oh, even I uses
0: know.
2: it. I, I well, I was posting in it. I've posted.
1: Um,
2: I've posted in the smoke hole.
1: We got, we got some. Uh, uh, I don't know, <laughs> Facebook level memes. Oh really? Yeah, pretty. Good ones. They, they they go there, they go there, and a lot of uh, discussion around uh, Enigma and uh, returning <laughs> to innocence. And what is the overall
2: overwhelming consensus about By Enigma
1: of, of, of three of you?
2: Well, that's overwhelming in my books compared to none. <laughs> uh, well, your three... opinion, your opinion doesn't count. Oh, oh, Lawrence's I... opinion doesn't count because Why? He's, in your back, he's in your back pocket.
1: Yeah. Okay. So let's go back to when did this song pop up? Uh, mm. nineteen ninety. Well, when did when when it was re- released?
2: It feels like a week, like last week. That's how relevant this song is nowadays. Well, it's it, it
1: is timeless. I've heard.
2: It is incredibly timeless. Uh, I,
1: I I read one uh chuckle fuck on Wikipedia said that the, the it, much like Man of the House, uh, mm-hmm. Return of Instance should be the song that plays out the universe.
2: I agree completely.
1: Yeah, I bet you do. Yeah. You should also write for uh, Music Criticism online. I, think. I would. I would. Uh, yeah, yeah, become become that which you hate. Yeah. So 1994, I was 11 years old, and I'm getting the sense that the people who seem to be like, really digging this song, you were all not even four yet.
2: Around, yeah. Around,
1: right around there.
2: Yeah, around. Right. So um, you, probably,
1: you don't probably real, re- realize how uh prevalent this song was used in like advertising and marketing constantly
2: i mean however it, much it, it was it used sucks. it's it's not enough so I when think. you hear
1: it when when you hear it uh it's just like Ugh, we this, this song
2: however much it was it's not enough we need more it, no, it was we need oh, more
1: yeah. um what's, the, what's what's one of your uh, most hated overplayed songs rj do you have one
2: uh I absolutely have some but I, I don't know if I could think of them off. we okay. Well,
1: think my head. about it. I, I, I look well I I look on Discord people. You can pop yes. on there and uh share what you consider like I, I hate just a song you're just like oh that you just it makes you a little queasy. Oh, you
2: know, you know what I could say. I, I can say this with certainty. Do you know Sublime the band?
1: Oh, I yeah.
2: Yep. I've, I I've, I've told this story before, right? Mhm. So the Pantera song where where when I lived in the dorm, they had it on repeat. All night long for several nights, and just all night when I'm trying to sleep.
0: Oh God, no, Sandrea! Oh Tentary. God, no, Chris Ball!
2: <laughs> all night long, on repeat, all night long. So, and I don't think that was even a bad song. It's just, um, I heard it five thousand times in the span of thirty hours, and it wow. uh, it drove me absolutely insane.
1: I mean, I'm sure that song's amazing. Is I'm sure it's timeless.
2: Some people think it is. Um,
1: Some, um, you know what? I guarantee someone has said that yeah. somewhere on YouTube.
2: Oh, the Sublime fans, you can pick them up. They're they're able to uh, okay. great if Dead fans.
1: within the first, yeah, this is all music, it attracts yeah. the, all humanity, all walks. Yeah. Within the first few comments, you'll have someone say, This really brings me back. They'll talk about how this played at their like dad's funeral. Uh, that I things hope were so. better sublime didn't play there. <laughs> <laughs> the song was played at their funeral rj okay a lot of songs a lot of songs get played at dead people's funerals um okay or you know, things were will never be as good as it was back then someone will say something like that and there's yeah. something about like the 2000s it was a perfect time uh
2: i mean it's... i'm sh- i'm sure all of those things will be said no hey i i got some intel though on uh well would on... you agree
1: with the statement this song is 23 years old and it's still epic
2: uh, on uh, Enigma? On Returning igno- Innocence? No, 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 no,
1: no on, on Santiera.
2: No, I just... I can't <laughs> get behind it.
1: One of those songs that you've heard a thousand times, but every time feels like the first. No. This song will never get old. Like, seriously, just the way it's sang, it will always be good. What? This reminds me of being in junior high, lol, then blasting it as I was old enough to drive and singing my lungs out. I love Sublime. There's not many artists like them.
2: Uh, there's definitely oh, not like. Oh, and no there many. we go.
1: Versailles Garza, a timeless classic. See, sure. RJM, everyone's got, uh, entitled to their opinion. That's what we're that's what we're all about here. I don't we're know if everyone should this, be though.
2: On some on this, opinions are wrong. Do you know what I mean? Some people's opinions are wrong. Some, but hey, I got no, some what... insight. Into Enigma what? and why they use indigenous uh throat singing kinda, but they are not in fact not. So they're a German band, right?
1: Uh Romanian German yeah. or something.
2: Yeah. So I, I brought this up to Andrea and her parents are from old country. Like actually from Europe. They moved here in, in like the fifties. Uh they were like Croatian Germans, so they were like on like in between Croatia and Germany. And uh I brought this song up and uh, I was like, "Yeah, the band's German or something," and she's like, "Oh yeah, that makes sense." She's like, "German people love indigenous stuff." And I was like, "What?" She's like, you "German do. people love northwestern in- indigenous," yeah. and it was like, "Oh, yeah, there
1: okay. there, there there is that stereotype."
2: Yeah. That. So it's uh, apparently real, but um, <laughs> uh, oh hey, back to my elaborate trap. So right, uh, so I got this. I got and I I got this idea from my mom. Uh
1: oh. An idea is so good that uh, Discord doesn't want people to get ideas. Uh, they don't want things to be actionable. And, uh, yeah, I mean, probably it's best that you don't know what his uh, mother suggested uh, on how to get uh, trespassers. Trespassers. Wow. Wow, here we are again. Old RJ. shitty. Um... Hello? rj's shitty internet once again
2: it's me. not my my internet's fine should <laughs> i do an
1: internet connection test <laughs> or uh up, do some updates on your discord
2: well how often do i gotta update this? i have no idea
1: thing? i don't know what the hell what the hell
2: andrew is not even on the internet right now i'm the only person using it hmm. my bandwidth is probably two do you know about bandwidth i've heard you have heard about bandwidth? How I much have. of my story did you get?
3: It says Discord's
1: no, none, not responding. I got none of it. I, 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 you literally about to say, I got this idea from my mom, and then it cut out.
2: Oh, my goodness. Okay. You <laughs> can hear me I now, mind. though? Yes. Should I continue, or should I try to reset before you? You? Just, okay. you just go right ahead. Okay. I got this idea from my mom, because she had four kids, and uh, not me. I was a sweetheart. I was a beautiful child. But my siblings were bad kids. Okay, Jarrett? They were bad. Not no. me. I was a sweetie. Um one time my brother snuck out when he was a teenager. And uh my mom knew he snuck out, so she set up this elaborate trap for him when he got home. And it was like all these pots and pans, like on strings and stuff, like tied to the door and like tied to another door. So that when he came in, all these pans would fall over. And uh when he came in, all the pans did fall over and every like everything just got knocked over, and there was huge racket and stuff
1: like that. Oh dear. See, I'm just, I'm just sitting here. RJ freezes. I get a look at his frozen, and in half sentence mug, while I waited for a reconnection to occur. Well, I think this is going to require some, uh, but uh, some, some drastic measures here. As what I is, can't... what is going on over there? I'm just sitting here. I'm just sitting here, and RJ is just talking away. He doesn't even know that he's been, he's been cut off. I didn't. It says I'm
2: connected. says the internet strength is strong. Oh, it says it's this. incredibly strong.
1: Let's try this again. I don't know, folks. What do you, you, you tell us, is RJ talking to us from his phone on Discord? Is it that bad?
2: I don't know what you're talking about. I am a consummate professional, Jared. Wow.
1: Uh, old old Betsy, RJ's laptop, uh, the second love of his life, uh, it, it might have just come back online as we've been waiting for like 10 minutes.
2: Yeah, but this is good cuz I can do this until Discord opens and I can join That's the right. call on there and then and you can leave Craigbot open and it'll be like it'll be like nothing ever happened.
1: <gasps> Jared, it's coming back. Oh my goodness. Okay. Well, well. Tell tell us about your mom. Like, uh, okay, where did where did it cut off? Where did you last hear? She had set an elaborate trap for your brother, who is a bad dude, and uh, and he fell right into it because he was, and now he's got trust issues.
2: He fell right into the trap. Uh, I mean, he knew uh, he knew he shouldn't have gone out, and uh, so she set up all the pots and pans, and he knocked all of them over. He made a tremendous ruckus. But, uh, my mom is also uh, deaf in one ear and she was sleeping on her good ear, but she did not wake up. Uh, so everyone else woke up, but she did not. And, uh, then, um, he set the pans back up and then he went, he hid down in the basement for the next day and he's like, I don't know. (laughs) What? So, uh, she, she did have a, she had a pretty good trap, but, uh. Yeah, her, uh, her uh, one bum ear kind of uh, put the kibosh on that situation. So that's right. unfortunate. So I set up a very similar trap. Uh, at the gate, I had old bins, or like these big bins that I, I put leaves in and stuff. Uh, and we also had a bunch of old eaves trough. You know eaves trough. It's very, it's a very uh, clanky, right? Yeah. So I filled these things up with uh, eaves trough. And I positioned them on the gate doors, uh, kind of like at a, a angle, so you can't see them on the other side. But if you went to open the gate at all, these bins would fall and all the eavesdrops would fall out of it, making a tremendous ruckus. Uh, is this going to be enough to scare off this fearless cat burler? Probably not, but it would. Uh, if I was home, at least it would alert me. Yeah, I might get bear bells and tape and like nail those to the gate doors because those are those would jingle. But right now, I'm pretty happy with my, uh, my Eaves trough situation. What do you think?
1: Well, I mean, what if it just antagonizes them?
2: I I got a Louisville slugger. I can stand my ground. This is Alberta. This is basically Texas. Basically.
1: It's basically Florida, the worst state.
2: Do we have stand your ground in, in Alberta?
1: Uh, If we don't, we will. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dan- Danny only got in recently. Yeah. Yeah, we'll soon enough. So right
2: now, Jared my uh Discord says it's starting.
1: Ooh. What? Wow.
2: So we're this we're getting is... some tremendous progress.
1: You huge.
2: Yeah, so we can do this until it opens and then we'll move over. Good yeah, thing I mean, this like... isn't a a paid podcast
1: or anything. <laughs>
2: That's right. The one sponsor hey. we had uh never contacted us again,
1: so No, well he did, and then they never followed through. <laughs> yeah crumb bums i wish they hey. did cuz that that shirt i have is uh, wicked i wear that shirt
2: every time it's clean it's very soft very soft, very soft. but i hey, can't I say what the company is yeah
1: i, I saw a, a dude today at work he was uh so he was wearing like you know what like a flannel shirt or whatever but he was also wearing a top hat
2: uh did you see this gentleman in the
1: mirror i, I know he was in the hallway I left okay. I leave my I, I leave my top hat in the closet. Whoa. Like uh like a good no, God
2: fearing man?
1: Now I'm getting feedback.
2: Uh from the audio?
1: Yeah.
2: Oh, okay. Oh, Discord's opening. It's so if opening. I can just <laughs> if, if I can it, ease it. Just in. Go over. Over. Do you think I can join Okay, it's says i'm on i'm gonna i'm gonna go off but keep recording and i'll be back on in
1: one sec okay very well we'll see if this works rj looks so excited he looked like he was uh really being tech savvy um but we'll find out oh there is he there does he appear he is videoed out he's gonna have to put his headphones on he look at that look at that sound improvement seamless Steam. It's like
2: it' happened at all, right, Cher?
1: Like butter,
2: smooth as butter. Do you ever buy margarine?
1: Sure, I use margarine.
2: Yeah, you're not uh, in the pocket of big butter. No. Okay. okay.
1: Kim actually has some uh, questions for about big butter.
2: Interesting. I yeah. have. Uh, I know a few things about butter.
1: Yeah. Do you think yeah. butter has changed? Yes. Yeah.
2: Yeah, butter has changed. The uh, contents have changed a little bit. But also, I, I did see one time a, a person on the internet, and so I, I think they're trustworthy. Uh, they said they worked in a butter factory. And they said, uh, don't ever look at brand. Don't ever look at, uh, like, the only thing that is different is salted or non-salted. But they were like, don't ever look at brand. All butter is the same. And it all, it just has different packages. So mm. it's like, don't be tricked by brand name butter. What, just what by about, whatever
1: butter's cheapest. What about salted, unsalted?
2: that he's that one is that is true there oh, is okay. salted and unsalted but the brand means nothing i see the brand means nothing
1: okay all so right
2: we got that going for us
1: yeah so you're asking about margarine though
2: i was just seeing if you use it some people are really anti-margarine there do you remember when people are like it's made of plastic it's not even real did you, ever, now, did you i, ever I remember that?
1: When, i remember when jimmy stewart was talking about that I don't
2: have your money. It's in Joe's house.
1: Well, he is, he, well, I'm messing with my,
2: my money. I'm messing with my butter. I don't have real butter. It's it's in Paul's house. And uh, the margarine's made of plastic. And you go, all right, buddy. All right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So that's good.
1: So anyways. So to top hats, yeah. Uh, I mean, that's cool. Was he a cool a, dude? Well, he's wearing a top hat, RJ.
2: Oh, okay. Did he have a walking cane, like a shillelagh?
1: No. Just fl- oh. his flannel shirt. Oh. Okay. I was like, oh, that's a, yeah. that's a hat. That is a hat. He said, that's a hat. That's for that's, sure. That, that's going to attract all the wrong kinds of attention. What
2: kind of attention? I don't know. The wrong the,
1: kind? The wrong kind. Because someone's going to go, cool hat. and, wow. and Do you want to be friends with that person?
2: Maybe. Maybe they're a nice person.
1: Maybe other right-thinking people will just go, uh-oh.
2: Well, I mean. <laughs>
1: here's, here's hat guy.
2: I know. I mean, you're clearly anti-top hat, but, I mean, you're also pro-fedora. <laughs> Look.
1: So. Uh, what, what I'm saying is, is um, there's a time and a place. And how often, many fedoras
2: do you have in your closet?
1: RJ, uh, that's between me and my closet. <laughs> okay.
2: And your youth pastor? That's right okay no. okay so Jarrett's anti-top hat okay i would have never thought i'd see the day but i'm sorry right.
1: i do think that if you're going to wear a hat you should probably like the rest of your wardrobe should reflect
0: the
2: hat so you think you think the flannel was the inappropriate part
1: well i mean if you're gonna wear a top hat i mean that's some that's some formal wear you should dress formally and then at least people will be like whoa <laughs> where's he going he, so must going, he... he must be important. He must she be was going to the... a very important meeting.
2: Oh, RJ, getting me up? No, but... I was just closing the door a little bit. Um, uh. So wait, what do you think? What major do you think this this kid was? Like, in no, I, what, I, what was his degree?
1: If, if you, you had to guess, to say, um,
2: drama I, studies. I'm,
1: I'm not agriculture. Not agriculture. I don't even know if we have that, but not that.
2: Uh, we have agricultural biotechnologies. Okay. I know two people who went through that program, one of yeah. which is a friend of the show. Oh, no. I believe. Did you know Friend of the Show works with. Do you believe an, they're a friend I, of the you, show or you believe they're an agri tech? I believe the program was agricultural biotech, I think. I'm maybe confusing him with my, well, our our other friend, but
1: well, maybe he's you like you a, at him and say, hey, bro, can I borrow your top hat? And it's like, it's kind of a trick. And he goes, yeah. You go, aha, there it is. The truth's revealed. Yeah,
2: because I know he he, I know he's probably got flannel.
1: How many top ass do you think he has?
2: I mean, it depends on uh, depends on the day. You know what I mean? That's a fluctuating number. That's never the same. Yeah.
0: So you had a good week? Nobody tried to break
1: into your house? (laughs) No, not that I'm aware of. Well, you should check. Uh, yeah I mean, I guess, but no I think it's all good okay. all all quiet on the western front
2: and you're still saying no to this really nice cat that's outside
1: yeah, I think okay. that cat's got to figure it out i mean the cat it's not even protecting the property
2: i think he I think he was it's, just getting, he it's, getting, a, it's
1: getting it's getting a free ride,
2: I mean, I think he was he probably he probably yelled at the guy and probably went <laughs> <laughs> but he he's only he's a baby he's just Lorked. a baby.
1: You know, I mean, you know what cat claws can do.
2: <laughs> yeah, but he was a baby. It's like so daggers, I...
1: like little needles.
2: Oh yeah, yeah, they'll get you.
1: They'll get you. i will get you. Well, anyway, um, Arjun, what you been creeping on this week? All sorts of stuff, Jarrett. No, you haven't. I watched two movies. Well, hey, you know what's actually uh very important is uh Creeptober's, like right away. Do you have a list uh, finalized? Or not finalized. Begun... It's never
2: finalized, but. Exactly.
1: I, I get you. Uh, no, it has begun being built.
2: What's the kill count on that thing?
1: So far, uh, it's only like 28. Okay. But it's in think... process. Like, so I go through the, I go through the big list, and mm-hmm. I pick out ones that I would want to watch this this go. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of stuff where I'm just like, ugh, at this point, if I haven't watched it, am I ever going to watch it? Should well, I just delete? This year could be the year delete and delete them start from scratch Begin you i put a lot of work into that list so there might be films like what was that so the the the, don't I the, the, the 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 translation rate from like that old list to this one is very low like, don't uh, uh, don't delete last, it just we're, we're, it. we're talking like i don't even know if one percent <laughs> but yeah. uh a couple things uh big big things though this one's a real uh a real kick in the pants rj hmm. so you know uh you remember hellraiser
2: yeah
1: oh the yeah. new one yeah still that. still
2: unavailable and to no 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 no
1: no 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 oh remember it's the, not remember the monsters uh yeah that is available
2: i i do know that
1: and what's it available on rj
2: Crave.
1: is it are you sure about that
2: yeah uh, it was last week is it no longer because yeah. last week i was making my list and it was on it was on Crave.
1: okay one sec here might be confusing my recent movies. Okay, I'm confusing them. No, Funsters there was something was else available. Okay, there. Okay, it is available, but there's. Uh, I think it's not just uh, Funsters. Is it Something else. Oh, that's right. I was. I was confusing it with another recent movie. So
2: I, I see where Hellraiser is. I see yeah. where you're going with this. Well,
1: you know what else is also on uh, this this new platform? This uh-huh. that all the kids are talking about. What's that? Uh, a, a recent movie. I was like, oh, I could watch that too. I guess. Smile. Oh Smile. Yeah. Also on Paramount Plus.
2: Well, it looks like you're gonna have to pony up for October, November, and December because <laughs> you're not gonna cancel it for November and then bring it back for Picard so, December. So Jean Luc December.
1: Desard.
3: Picard.
2: I would really like to watch us uh, Smile and Hellraiser, but uh,
1: mm-hmm. hey,
2: you know what's on? Tubi
1: I was looking at Tubi and I feel like the the selection has shrunk and I don't know if it's grown
2: uh well there's a lot of movies on my list that are on Tubi okay. but uh I mean maybe this has changed but I, I believe Terrifier 2 is on Tubi
1: mm, I don't know Let me about check. that okay well, well that, that might be Tubi right now shit it's oh, on Hoopla yeah see oh yeah Hoopla's calling Forget on that. the landline Yeah. See, I thought
2: Terrifier 2 was fucking on Tubi, son of a bitch. I do have... My list has quite a few Tubi picks, though.
1: Yeah. Well, you know what I got? I got, sitting in my Amazon cart, Mm -hmm. Terrifier 2 on Blu-ray.
2: Mmm. 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 You gonna send that over to me once you've watched it?
1: Well, I mean, I I just need to watch it. (laughs) And then then you too could watch it.
2: That's what I mean. Are you going to send it over to me after you watch it?
1: You you know what's a pisser, though? What's fucking? I've been wanting to watch these crappy Halloween remakes or sequels. Those are on
2: Crave too.
1: Not the first one.
2: Oh, just the second and third one? (laughs) Yeah. I think it might be on Netflix now, the first one, because Netflix does have Halloween Well, as of
1: of, uh, the last I looked this week, Mm. uh, it was not on anything other than to rent.
2: Well, because I, I noticed that, too, because I believe Kills and Ends 2 and 3 are on Crave. Mm. So I was like, well, I can watch those. Uh, I'm never going to watch the, that first one ever again, but you could.
1: <laughs> I could. Go
0: back it's inside. Like, I'm a
1: doctor. But, but the question is, is it worth $32 Canadian to buy all three on Blu-ray? No. <laughs> no exactly. No, wait until it's
2: 10 bucks. Hey, did you ever see the trailer for David Gordon Green's Next? dip into tradition, classic horror franchises i had not you do you know what i'm talking about though do you remember when they announced this it's actually coming out i don't uh the the new exorcist called uh believer or something i don't i don't remember this at all <laughs> yeah it was greenlit like a year or two ago and it's going to be a trilogy uh and this one is going to take place after the first one just like halloween and uh, a trailer actually did come out for it like two, three months ago, um, and I think it comes out next month. But I don't see any press for or like any publicity for this thing at all. So. Well,
1: maybe because the, the the actors and the writers are still on strike. See, they uh, uh... You, can only, you you can only talk about actors are leaving acting, yeah. um, or other non-related things. But like, there's no like have, commercials even. You though. could have like Ronald Reynolds beside a you know prop replica from the deadpool movie yeah that kind of thing
2: okay maybe that's what it is but i'm pretty sure that comes out next month okay and uh i've watched one david gordon green remake of a popular franchise and i think that's more than enough for me okay. that movie is real ass
1: real ass
2: real ass yeah
1: not fake ass
2: Mm-mm. no fake ass is good faux ass yeah fake ass faux ass is good yeah yeah so my my list right now is at 69 uh pictures uh that's not me being cute that's just what i have it at um i have a big master list too but uh i selected for my current year movies that are available to stream and that mm. is primarily what i did i went and i just watched my big master list and if it was available to me i threw it on my 2023 now, are these all slam dunks? Absolutely not.
1: Yeah, I've heard some people say good things about Talk To Me.
2: I've heard but, that too, but that's but, not available anywhere.
1: Well, it's at the movie mill.
2: Oh, I mean, we could go, but, but we, we didn't even but, go to Oppenheimer. No, we, we,
1: well, we'd be going to see Sound of Freedom for free instead. Let me oh, a whole Saving the children.
2: A whole week's worth we could go to. Yeah. You know,
1: yeah. Then we could go protest uh, a school uh, or something. Be real cool. Uh, yeah. Uh, but oh, yeah, Oppenheim, it, Oppen, Oppenheimer has finally left uh, the galaxy. So it's the mill now? Uh, Not yet. Okay. It might, be, it might be very soon, though.
2: You still have Crave, right, Crave? Uh, I have access, I think. The Pope's Maybe. Exorcist is on there, the Russell Crowe film.
1: That'd oh, be good to watch this year. Would it?
2: Would well, it? I'm watching it. Okay. You, and you Infinity don't... Pool is on there, too. The uh, Cronenberg. David Cron- or not David. Oh, right. um, okay. What's his son's name again?
1: Oh yeah, look at that. Oppenheimer's at movie mill on Friday.
2: Oh yeah, okay, that's good. There,
1: that's there you good. go. As as uh, Christopher Nolan intended it. If you see really... the uh, the budget theater. Uh, very three months after it's come with
2: out. Breathless. I've heard.
1: Breathless. Breathless. Yeah. Great Creeptober viewing.
2: Yeah. Well. Yeah, I mean, there's we're some. See it, we should see it before Creeptober.
1: Maybe we'll see how yeah. that works out, though.
2: You know. I don't want to go see Oppenheimer in October. Oppentober, doesn't work. It's not as cool. Anyways, anyways, is uh you got the uh, Rink on your uh, list this year?
1: It's on my list.
2: Yeah, yeah. It, Shutter's not geo locked yet, is it?
1: Why would that matter? Like
2: Netflix is. What do you mean? like it, it's like this is not the original household
1: I don't Cutter. think so. Oh, that kind of
3: locked. No. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think so. N-
1: nature will find a way, RJ. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It always does. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But yeah, it's it's starting to come together. Uh there's a okay. few uh rewatches on Tubi. Some nice Americana to watch, mm-hmm. things with uh that don't require full attention.
2: Anything with Randy Quaid? Not yet. I got a 2B pick with Randy Quaid in it.
1: How about a movie with Rory Calhoun? It's How does good. that sound? It's pretty good.
2: Is that a pie Uh,
3: That would be Motel Mail. <laughs> As mm-hmm. per your review on October 1st, 2018. Yeah, that movie's...
2: Few th- few things do. Mel. Mel. <laughs> you yeah. know about that?
1: It's go. It's getting there.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. What about? Uh, are you gonna finally uh, sit down and watch all three uh, Human Centipede movies?
2: I'm never gonna watch those movies. Okay. I've never. I never wanted to, but now, more than ever, I've confirmed that. I don't think I would ever like to watch those movies. No. There's too much other, other stuff I want to watch, like this Randy Quaid movie called Parents, which oh, is yeah. available.
1: You, you know who that's directed by? Uh, I don't. Bob Balaban.
2: Well, see? Incredible. Incredible. That sounds like a way better use of my time than... Uh, it is.
1: <laughs> it actually ...than is. watching The Human
2: Centipedes. Yep. Uh, Alien Ween, a movie that's been on my list every year for seven years and has never been available, is finally mm. available on Tubi. <laughs> Finally. Finally. You should watch Alien Ween with me. Could be cool. I
1: think I think I'll pass.
2: Okay. Okay.
1: Any big I rewatches
2: think... over there, Jarrett?
1: Not yet. We'll yeah. see how we'll see how the month goes, baby.
2: I, I put Scooby Doo on my list. I might rewatch that. Okay. I'm just curious. Just kinda want to see what's going on with that one. Hey,
1: did, does it seem like uh, Stutter doesn't have like some like big thing coming on there.
2: No, yeah, they they don't have anything. No, they,
1: they, 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 they might save it up and then it'll be like like surprise. It's a new VHS or something like that. I don't know. But, I think there yeah.
2: is a new VHS, isn't there? Like a VHS eighty nine, is that or something?
1: Maybe. I mean, I'm sure but, that there. You assume that there would be another but one, but
2: I, I think that would be a surprise drop cuz usually they post their stuff like i think last year when VHS 99 i think they announced it in september they're like no. yeah yeah oh, a VHS 85.
1: 85 85 uh,
2: 85
1: well, i'm assuming that i assuming it will be out uh for this year cuz it's 2023
2: let me see shutter does usually um they usually uh, put like no, a month uh, before
1: but i haven't seen anything about uh, joseph winter's new thing
2: Who's Joseph Winters? Well, J, come
1: on, one of the the the, the mind behind uh, two of the best things we watched last year.
2: Are you talking about Basket Case and Wacket?
1: I am not, because that would okay. be a lie. Those were not the best things we watched <laughs> last year.
2: Uh, Shutter has their what's coming in September, but they have not posted what's coming in October yet. So maybe they're waiting maybe they do have some stuff coming up but they're gonna uh drop it on first of october like here's what's up this month they did a they did a bunch last year they did a bunch of big things
1: you don't what's remember it? joseph winter rj no the not by name but what dead, S- did he mean uh, D- dead stream oh and the, be- and the best part of vhs 99
2: yeah yeah okay that dude's wicked
1: yeah, yeah. he's done nothing I do
2: I would guess that Shudder's got something planned cuz they did some they did a bunch of cool stuff last October. They just haven't announced what's coming out in October yet.
1: Well, they got 10 days.
2: Well, I'm looking here and their September announcement, like what's new in September came out on September 1st. Mm. But yeah, Kill List is on there now. Well, too.
1: the I think one of the problems with this though, too is uh, some of these things that they do short turnarounds on, well, there's been a there's been a strike, RJ, for like 180 something days. Right. It's a, it's a lot of production time uh, gone.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: They got they can't make nothing. So that could be two Joseph Winter movies. They might be doing a lot of uh, improv.
2: Oof. Yeah. They could do just well. Actually, I was gonna say they could do Joe Bob's, but he might be on this part of the strike too. No.
1: Uh, he's part of either one of those uh unions, if not yeah. both. No, so it's hard to say. Does, does he have his sag card? Probably,
2: huh? I've never cared about the strikes before.
1: If it's never impacted, but I want a new,
2: uh, it's never impacted, creeptober. So, that's well, he not... has a
1: writer, though. I'm sure he's got they got writers. So, mm-hmm. yeah, have, no, those guys nothing. are definitely just writers. Unless they're, though, right? unless they're non find some non union types, yeah.
2: But the, all those writer dudes, like, they're on strike, but they're definitely still writing their own projects, right?
1: Uh, they're not supposed to be.
2: Yeah. They... Yeah. Like, I mean, no, they're, none they're of them write, are writing maybe Marvel they're, they're, movies. They're,
1: but... Maybe they're writing their memoirs.
2: Yeah.
1: yeah. I was a Hollywood screenwriter on strike. There'll be a couple of those. So, there'll, there'll, there'll be some, some blog posts.
2: Sounds thrilling, Jarrett. Absolutely thrilling. Yeah. Like Krillin. Yep. Yeah. So, anyways, what have you been creeping on?
1: Nothing. Your I've list. been reading.
2: Just getting it ready.
1: I got. Yeah, I've been fine tuning that list. I've You're been. Gonna... Uh, well, I've been really grab like feeling like I've. Uh, man, I'm living in a post Martha Graham world now.
2: Well, who isn't? Wow. You and now I we are. Got, well, now we're living was... in a post Nacho <laughs> world. Malinache
1: yeah we'll talk about that one in a little bit i don't know I, yeah nothing man i'm um yeah. i'm reading good good yep good i can't believe it i've I've read five books this year yeah that's uh, good re- and that's that's uh five more than last year i'm pretty sure it's
2: good it's good you know? I, i've only read physical only a couple books this year i've audio booked a lot but
1: mm-hmm.
2: sometimes uh getting the uh Getting the urge to actually read is uh, a bit of a, a bit trying sometimes.
1: Mm hmm. I mean, Why there's I,
2: video uh, games and minifigs right there.
1: Yeah, you got those video games.
2: Yeah. I beat another game last night. Oh, yeah? It's playing Dying Light. It's a zombie game. I did it for Halloween.
1: Oh, but but it's not Halloween.
2: No, but I was getting it, I was playing it to get ready. Because I don't know how much I'm going to game in Creeptober because I'm going to really try to, you know.
1: I think there Steep was a. Over. Dying Light uh, Two? comic book. Or something.
2: Well, probably. I think it, it seems like it was a big franchise. So it's, it's like an open world zombie game. But the, key, the big thing about this game, Jarrett, is this is a parkour video game. And you parkour across buildings and jumping over zombies' heads and stuff. Uh... Do you ever get parkour fever? Who hasn't? Who hasn't? No. Uh, I, I know this game gets praised like a lot. People are like, it's not perfect, <laughs> but man, is it fun? Like, it, it's one of those games. Like, people okay. are like, man, it's sure. fun. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it is. Fine. Jumping ar- jumping hey, across wait, wait, what a... stuff is pretty fun.
1: RJ, what a crazy idea that a video game be fun. <laughs> fun?
2: Well, I mean, not every game can be like a monumentous, like, Uber Eats delivery game. Like, that is something Whoa. totally... <sighs> damn i mean the mailman
1: yeah that's that's a top hat with a smile
2: that is top hat with a smile but it is <clears throat> it was fun like you you run across rooftops and you jump and you jump over dudes heads it did give me anxiety sometimes like cuz sometimes you jump and you're like am i going to make it and you're then you such fall an in your person like, you're like ah like do you ever have that though like the falling thing
1: sure sometimes yeah,
2: some, yeah. so feel sometimes that, 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 you feel that, that the ground
1: comes up on you quick
2: yeah and i know it's a game but like i really immerse myself in the game (laughs) Jarrett. yeah i'm all about immersion um it was it was fun it was uh it was equal parts fun equal parts frustrating because sometimes is uh is like dynamic as the controls were and intuitive they were also sometimes not intuitive at all and then incredibly frustrating uh so sometimes it worked really well and then sometimes you were just trying to do one thing. You're like, I'm trying to jump on this pole and you do it for like twenty minutes, you're like, Get on the pool. <laughs> Get on the pool and you just like can't do it. Um and it was it was really hard too. I was just playing on normal and like some stuff was easy and then sometimes I'd be on a, like one part like one segment for like an hour and I'd be like, Oh But anyways, good stuff. Zombie stuff. You know about zombies? I do. Yeah. So it, it actually has it had one really cool mechanic where in the daytime the zombies are really slow and you can like jump over their heads and stuff, and then at the nighttime the really fast ones came out and like the bloaters that would like spit on you came out. So it was like it was harder to play at nighttime, which I, I thought was kind of neat.
1: Makes sense, makes sense.
2: That's why it was called Dying Light.
1: Dying uh, Light.
2: And then I wa- I watched uh, two actual movies it. Get out of here. Uh, well, uh, I watched The Green Mile because uh, Andrew just read uh, The Green Mile. And okay. uh, I got to tell you, Jarrett, it's a good movie. It's a very good movie. Uh, mm-hmm. You know I like Stephen King. I know. Um, but uh, Green Mile is good, man. It holds up. 1999, you know what they say about that year? Um, yeah, I, don't this...
1: I don't know what they're talking about this movie when they say that. But uh, if anyone knows about zombies, it's Frank Darabont. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. There's
2: kind of zombies in this. Tom Hanks is kind of a zombie in this near the end. Okay. Yeah. Uh, no, it's good, man. Like, um, Michael Clark Duncan's so good. And you just feel, I feel so sad for him. His heart exploded or however he died. And you're just like, man, what a, what a sweet, sweet man. Hey, what a gentle giant. Mm-hmm. Um, what was I going to say? It holds up really well. It is, uh, and it's got possibly-
1: Graham Greene
2: does have Graham Greene, Canadian Icon.
1: And Bill Sadler.
2: Canadian Icon. And Barry Pepper. And Barry Pepper. You know about Barry Pepper? Mm -hmm. There's tons of people in this. Sam Rockwell's in this. He's really good. Uh, He plays a character um,
1: named Dean Stanton. He does. Not to be confused Uh, with Harry Dean Stanton. Harry
2: Dean Stanton, who's also in this film, Jarrett. Uh, James Cromwell's in here? Uh, Who else? There's that big dude.
1: Doug Hutchison?
2: Doug Hutch- Hutchison, he's in there. He's in there. Yeah. Um your buddy Tom Hanks is in there too. I I suppose. Oh, I I've, I've heard. Yeah. Uh, he's got health he's got health problems. Oh he can't he's got urinary tract infection, and yeah. it's really uh really hurting him. Really hurts him, man. Uh what else was I gonna say? Um this is what I would call the man weepy. You know <laughs> about man weepies, Jarrett? Mm-hmm. You know about male bonding? uh he knows Uh, knows about male bonding uh, uh. anyways i'm not i won't talk about too much everyone knows green miles a good movie so uh holds up that's what Mm -hmm. i want to say but -hmm. i watched a movie that uh i think you would maybe kind of be interested in okay uh and andy found this and we watched it last night it's called i like movies
1: Mm -hmm. it's
2: a canadian film jared
1: is it a piece of new Canadian cinema?
2: It is new Canadian cinema cinema came out last year. I've never heard of this. Uh, and he's like, have you heard of this movie? It looks, it looks uh, good. And I was like, I have no idea what this is. I've never heard of it. Uh, it's like two kids, like grade 12, high school kids in 2003. Uh, in somewhere, it's something like Burlington, Ontario, or sure. can't it's somewhere in Ontario. And, uh, They are not popular and they like to make movies. Um, And their, their dream is to like be on Saturday night live at one point. Uh, One of the friends, he's kind of the podgier kid on the poster. Um, He's very pretentious. He wears things like top hats Mm -hmm. and scarves. And uh, a big plot point in this movie is going to see punch drunk love. And uh, uh, his friend is like, yeah, we'll go. And, um, the The kid is just like, yeah, you might not get this. It's not really a like a real Adam Sandler movie. And the guy's like, I, I'm fine. I'll I'll be okay. I think I'll get it. So he he like says stuff like that. He's like kind of shitty. Um, and then he gets a job in a, a movie rental store. Uh, I found this movie uh very good. I actually liked this shirt. Which is uh, I watched two movies. I actually liked this week. One of them was The Green mom and one of them was I <laughs> I like movies. I watched wow. the third movie also. But uh, mm. that's a different conversation. Ah,
1: uh, that's like I mean, I thought you liked Green Mile.
2: I do. I love Green Mile.
1: Oh, oh, uh, so oh, uh, oh, yes, that's right. Uh oh.
2: no, this is good. It's a, it's a, it's a good balance of like, um, funny and uh, sweet, and then kind of sad. This movie's what, about uh, like depression. What, what platform is this on? Uh Netflix. Nice. It's on Netflix. Uh but yeah, it's a good, good mix of like. Uh, good balance.
1: So has got, got 12,000 logs.
2: Yeah. It's a good balance. And, uh, the, the one thing that really stuck out to me, ultra Canadian, like there's Jones, Colva, there's Hawkins cheesies in this, uh, like there's so much Canadian stuff in this. I was just like, Oh, I was like, this is so nice. Especially cause I feel like the guy who made this, um, is somewhere in age between you and me. So somewhere between 80 and like 20.
1: Uh, um,
2: Yeah. <laughs> But like all this, all this stuff in or there is it, like... it is,
1: it is a, it's a woman named Chandler. I could tell you were, you were bamboozled. I thought it was a,
2: I, I thought it was a dude with the name Chandler, but I uh, wonder if she Ch- was in this.
1: Chandler Levesque is a Canadian filmmaker and journalist based in Toronto. She is best known for her feature directorial debut "I Like Movies," which premiered at the Toronto uh, International Film Festival in 2022.
2: Yeah, I, I didn't know. I, uh, I thought it was a name like Chandler. I guess that's. Chandler kind of an, a- and draw Actually
1: I know probably outside of fictional Chandler uh, most of yeah. the Chandlers I've encountered have been women
2: Oh well I, you learn something every day
1: yep. You learn
2: something every people, day
1: People people really liked uh, having sex and naming their children after friends characters yeah. I mean my old neighbor all the Rosses Phoebe so Rosses
2: Uh my old neighbor her dog was named Joey
1: yeah, and she wore go. a friend
2: shirt all the time no, and that dog was blind. Sometimes they he'd loved. be in our yard and he'd be like, no, he was like blind and deaf. And we'd be like, Joey, no. Joey, go back home. So wow. uh, anyways, but my point was, uh, I think this person was like somewhere in between your age and my age, because all the stuff they talk about, it's like all the stuff we grew up with, you know, so uh, I, uh, I found this movie well, yeah, very
1: 2003. I mean, I guess I would have been 20
2: yeah and i was like i was just in junior high at the time and they're high schoolers Mm -hmm. but like you know that's that's kind of close um but yeah lots of canadian stuff and uh i think this thing uh, i wrote i put this in my review this is like this is an origin story for a middle-aged movie podcaster that Mm -hmm. is what this is this is showing it's like a kid who wants to make movies his favorite director is stanley kubrick and it's not pretentious like how you would think that kind of stuff is like that's That's what his character is, and it's like that's the point of it. But the movie, the movie itself, isn't trying to be pretentious and showy. Like they're not going to be like Stanley Kubrick and Paul Thomas Anderson. It's just Uh, the kid is into that.
1: Friend of the podcast, Reich Mobertson, saw this back in March and wrote, "Confederacy of Dunces." If it was set in a post Shrek video store (laughs) in the bland Canadian suburbs in 2002. Somehow they found the Venn diagram of a movie for me and about me. The I Canadian movies are back.
2: I honestly, this made me think about capes a lot.
1: Well, this lot. would have been the 2003 would have been the period in time in which it was uh, uh, gestated. Yeah. So yes, and at if, the time, R- Reich Robertson was working at a video store.
2: I, I honestly like the two guys in this movie i was like this is jared and reich i was like these are mm-hmm. these two dudes uh like this this kid is like he's a <laughs> bit like he's a bit the much reich at style. times <laughs> um he's, a, know, bit it, he's, he's a, a bit much he's he a bit much is
1: he a handful
2: yeah but he has he has past trauma this movie's also got saddies
1: Oh, saddies
2: even baddies get saddies sometimes jared so oh, wow uh it does have some saddies oh. in there there's a Uh, Lots of suicide uh, talk in this Oh shit So uh, anyways um, I think like I really like this I think a lot of other people would I think if Kim ever wanted to watch a movie I don't know if this is her kind of deal But I think this would be a good uh, flick for you two To sit down with a big bowl of popcorn And reminisce about old Canada I don't know if you would Mm -hmm. actually like it But I feel like you would I feel like you would Okay. Yeah So uh, yeah I don't know I liked it I thought it was good, so I watched a movie I actually liked, Jared. Damn. Wild, what a tw-
1: hey? what a t- what a twist!
2: <laughs> yeah, and then I mean, I have long finished my stint at the barn, but would you like to hear about season six of the Shield?
1: <laughs> I know some people have been dying to hear more.
0: Cha ja, cha ja, cha! Ja. Yeah.
2: Only some though. It's good stuff. Uh. This season opens up with a Johnny Cash song.
1: Oh, which one?
2: Uh, I hung my head. I
1: hung which is my on a. Head.
2: It's about a guy who kills a guy by accident.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Which uh, is a great song. I love that song, and uh, I heard this was what this episode was opening with, and I was like, oh yeah.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I said they know what they were doing here. So if you don't remember, Lamb got grenaded. Granada style in the last episode in the the season finale last season. Uh, There was an episode zero, which was a 15 minute uh, funeral kind of thing. But uh, I was not privy to that. It's not on Amazon Prime, so I wasn't able to watch it. So I just I just started season six anyways. You know what I mean? Uh, So 601. Vic and the boys shoot a grave. Vic drops through a window, nah. which I thought was pretty good. This uh, this episode's called "On the Jones." Shane's guilt for killing Lem intensifies after the strike team learns that he didn't make a deal with the authorities, and Kavanaugh resorts to threatening informants and planting evidence to pin Lem's murder on Vic. So, uh. This episode starts, uh, they visit Lem's grave, and it is a, it's not in, like, a formal cemetery. It looks like it's beside, like, a like a turnpike on a highway. Like, it's a, It's the most bizarre grave you've ever seen. Uh, so Vic, uh, Ronnie, and Shane all fire a bunch of, they give him a 21 salute, and they shoot into his grave, so they, they basically shoot his corpse up with a bunch of bullets, I think. Yeah. Not that there was much corpse left, to be honest. But something that happened. And then uh Shane is Shane is feeling very uh he's getting a lot of guilt. So there's a hostage situation and J- Shane like, asking on himself. He's like, "Look, cuz the, the the hostage situation is this guy's got like gasoline and a bunch of babies and he's like, I'll set them on fire, man." And Shane's like, "I believe you. I believe you." And uh he's like, "Look, man. He's like, I put that gasoline on my head." He's like, "I'll be your hostage." And then Vic's up top in the skyline he's like, "What's Shane doing?" He's like, "This guy's going to torch him." Vic drops through the window. He's like, "Yeah," <laughs> and then uh, he he body checks him. Yep. And then they're they're kind of like, "Man, is Shane okay?" And they're they're just not sure. Uh, and then uh, this episode, Kavanaugh is so desperate to get Vic. He does something you would never expect. He plants evidence at Vic's house. Oh my god! Kavanaugh doesn't know for sure that Vic killed them but he's pretty confident. And he says, what's he going to do today? It's not personal. Not personal. So it is personal personal now. So he plants some evidence and you go, oh shit. Kavanaugh's turning.
0: Hmm. Uh,
2: And then I have 602. Vic pushes a dude out of a moving car, (laughs) which I thought was really funny. (laughs) This episode, Jared is called baptism by fire. Detectives discovered the evidence Kavanaugh planted to make Vic look guilty for Lem's death. But Dutch begins to suspect that everything is too convenient. Meanwhile, (laughs) Vic tries to find the Salvadorian leader, Guardo, who escaped to Mexico. So Guardo is the guy who had the grenade operation. Right. And so Vic and Ronnie, they don't know... That Shane did it. So they're just like, well, Guardo is the guy with the grenades. So Guardo's yeah. the dude. Makes sense. So uh <clears throat> they're trying to find him, but they also have learned that he has fled to Mexico by uh Vic's got contacts with coyotes, and uh Vic is like he kind of makes a deal <clears throat> with the coyotes. He's like, I will do whatever you want, give me a job, but you guys go get Guardo and coyote car- uh, Coyote back to us, to me. So Vic sets that up. <clears throat> And then there's like, uh, I believe my minority report coined this, uh, an orgy of evidence at Vic's house. Uh, Everything's a little too, too right there, you know? So uh, Dutch is just like, this isn't hitting my moral compass, guys. This one's kind of skewing a little bit. mm -hmm. So uh, they find all this evidence and uh, Vic is getting like interrogated for this, but uh, pretty much everyone's just like, Seems like Kavanaugh maybe did something that he shouldn't have on this one. You know, right, Jerk?
3: I know. Yeah.
2: Um. Anyways, 60, uh, 603. Vic says he'll grape someone. And by the grape, you, you know what I mean, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he threatens uh, sexual violence on somebody.
1: I, I mean, I'm sure... I feel like he's done earlier than this
2: but he might have I don't know if it was as explicit as like I'm going to rape you but it was like uh, you know something like that that's a good drop
1: <laughs> that's
2: character Vic Mackey from that's, uh
1: that's not that, what the isolated sound clip will say
2: from the three penny opera that's Mackey right?
1: yeah
2: smack the knife uh, Ken Zhuang is in this episode I thought that was of note Oh, yeah. (laughs) Uh, 603, back to one. Vic captures Guardo and tries to coerce him, uh, coerce a confession to Lem's murder out of him. However, Shane, the real killer, (laughs) begs Vic for leniency on Guardo's behalf. Meanwhile, Dutch and Gardaki bring down a gang of meth dealers. (laughs) Uh, I don't even remember the Dutch and Ronnie thing. I think what it is is Ronnie is going to be the new head of the strike team. So I forgot to mention the way this season opens. uh, Danny had her baby. So she's on mat leave. So she's not even really around anymore. Uh, What is it? Um, uh, What's his name? Julian is still with Tina, but Julian hates Tina. And uh, Billings is no longer captain. They have finally kind of settled. And they're like, we're going to put Wadette in there uh she's gonna be interim for a little bit but she is gonna be the next captain so she's like kind of in there right now uh i know yeah no she actually she's full in from the first episode they're like claudette you're captain billings yep. you're a detective again but uh billings uh in like the last season it's either the last season or the next episode uh vic and cavanaugh have a fight at some point and billings gets knocked over so uh billings has uh, an exit strategy because of that Mm. So, anyways, this episode ends with um. So this whole episode is like Shane knowing that Guardo didn't do it, but Vic is like torturing him. So he like ties him up in an abandoned house and he's just like beating him to death. And he's just like, "I'm gonna grape your whole family." <laughs> um, and Guardo's like, oh. "I didn't do it." He's like, "Bye, well, glad your guys did." That's, that's what you. Guardo. That's what. That's what you don't say. <laughs> yeah. Well, and well, that's Vic Mackey, you know? He's just like, listen, tell me you did it or I will grape everyone that you know. And he's just like, <laughs> Guardo's like, it wasn't me, but I'm happy he's dead. That's a, that's an El Salvadorian accent. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> so Shane's like, don't do it. Uh, but then Vic does. Uh, He just kills Guardo. He's dead. <laughs> he kills him. Okay. Kills him dead. For Lem. For Lem. Comes back uh, a little bit later, okay? um 604 i have two here vic destroys a hospital which is the screenshot of this episode uh the thumbnail and also shane dates a tween so that's an interesting thing shane's Mm -hmm. dating a teenager in this episode so the guy vic pushes out of the car a couple episodes before is like he's like the new one niner like leader like the one niners have a new leader every seems yeah and uh, they're, like, trying to get, him like, info. And uh, Vic's like, I don't like what you're saying. So he pushes him out of the car. And uh, they go to, like, the strike team goes to, like, rough these guys up. And uh, there's, like, young girls. And Vic's like, get some girls who are actually legal. Uh, and then in this this episode, Cold Opens with um, Shane, like, uh, making out with uh, um, the, the teenager. And you're just like, oh, Shane. All right. Oh, Mara's pregnant again. That's something you should know. Uh it's just kinda casually dropped. But uh she's pregnant again. Uh so in this episode 604, the new guy. There's a new sheriff in town, Jared. Oh and this guy, he really sucks. <laughs> what is this guy's name again? It's uh Fuck. what is his name? I can't remember. Do you remember when the so uh what's going on right now with Vic is the the police agency of los angeles or whatever uh they're like vic we're gonna force early retirement on you uh and he's like but i don't want to retire and they're like no you're gonna retire so you can have some of your pension or we will arrest you basically because of all this stuff going on with kavanaugh and uh it's not even in the show notes but in episode three i believe kavanaugh comes clean uh i think like i don't even have it in my notes here i'm pretty sure in the last episode Kavanaugh comes clean and he's just like, all right, I planted it. And then Kavanaugh turns himself in and goes to jail. And then That's they kind of have a, a, a talk. So it clears, um, Vic's thing. And then they're like, they're like, okay, we realize you didn't do this, but we, you, you did do some bad stuff. So we're still going to force your retirement. So he's like, I'm going to do an appeal, uh, appeal board to try to get them to overturn this. Cause he doesn't want to retire. He needs the shield. Jared. He needs that. It's his he's power. Very,
1: yeah. He's like very passionate about his job
2: yeah he needs the shield because it's his power um so uh they're like they're like no you're gonna retire so he he's got an appeal thing and then uh uh claudette brings in a new dude and it's just like this guy is the new leader of the strike team uh she's like "Vic, you are here for like one more month until your for your appeal board says you are done and then you will retire This guy's in charge now. And uh, I'm trying to find his name. I can't remember what it is. Something real stupid. You're just like, when you see him, you're just like, this guy's stupid. You're like, I don't like this guy. He's stupid. You know. Uh, What the fuck is his name? I don't know. It doesn't matter. So they bring in this new guy, and he's real chotch. He's like, he's just like, yeah, I've been on the street. I know how things are done. And they're like, all right. Uh, So 604. Claudette begins making radical changes. To the strike team, in, t- in anticipation of Vic's eminent forced retirement. Meanwhile, Vic's helplessness for not saving Lem boils over after he fails to play peacemaker in a gang war. Um. So Vic killed Guardo, and uh, basically the Mexicans and the El Salvadorians think that it was like the one-niners. So it's like biz lats and one niners are fighting now and like a bunch of like innocent people are dying which does actually upset Vic sometimes. Um and then in the episode uh, in this episode he like claudette's like Vic you got to be really good for the last month if you want me to like come to your appeal thing and speak good of you. He's like yeah, I'll be good. I'll be good. And he goes to a hospital and he just like completely trashes it. He's like god damn
0: it. wham
2: And he, he just messes up the hospital. And then Claudette's like yeah, see this, this is uh, what I'm telling you. So, so that's something that happens. You know what I mean? He knows what I mean. I know. Uh, so anyways. Um, yeah, the new guy's there. He really sucks. But 605. Ronnie shaves his beard. No. This is a big plot point, Jared. Ronnie's yeah. going to be beardless. For a while. For now. For a while. <laughs> okay. I also put Shane's got weepies. Uh, Carl Weathers returns, and then Clifton Collins Jr.'s the anti Walt Goggins. Do you know about Clifton Collins Jr.'s?
1: I don't remember.
2: Nope. No. he's in uh he's the second hand man to um, Nero uh, from J.J. Abrams Star Trek. Remember Nero, Jarrett, uh-huh. leader of the Romulans. <laughs> remember, yep. My remember favorite. his his second hand man. That's Clifton nope. Collins Jr.
1: Lifton, look at this Collins guy and tell me
2: he is not the Bizarro Junior. Walt Goggins. No, <laughs> come on, this guy, this guy's—he's the Bizarro world. He's the anti Walt Goggins. This guy—it's the only <laughs> anyway, way you can
1: describe. I, I, him. I, I can't even put my finger on who he reminds me of, but it's Walt kind of—it's
2: is... it, it, like Walt Goggins, but not, but not. Um. So Shane's got weepies here. This episode, cold opens with a, a body getting pulled into the hospital where Corinne works. And they're like, he was beat up by lots of guys. Uh, looks like he's a police officer. And then it goes to his face and it's Shane. And then it goes,
0: cha, ja, cha, ja, cha, ja. yeah.
2: <laughs> so uh, Shane gets beat up. Uh, 605 haunts. Shane is hospitalized after a beating. And his wife leaves him for having an affair an unlikely suspect emerges in the serial rapist. And an undercover agent in the Salvadorian game tells Vic that Guardo didn't kill them. Pretty serious stuff, hey, Jared? Very serious. So Shane gets peed up by the one-niners because he's dating that teenager. And then Mara learns about it. So she's just like, Shane, you suck. Um, And then... Uh, What is it? Uh, So Shane cries a lot because his family left him. And then Shane does a uh, He does like a suicide uh, bundle where it's like it's every bad thing the strike team ever did, uh, Mm -hmm. like with Vic. And he's just like, he's like, I'm in a really dark place. I'm just trying to get my demons out. So he kind of like saves this for a bit. And then he works on it more later where it becomes like an even bigger thing. But uh, so he's in a really dark place. Um, Clifton Collins Jr. Is a a guy in salvadorian gang and he's like uh, an undercover ice agent ice becomes a, a big uh proponent proponent going forward so he's undercover ice or dea or something but i think he works with ice yeah and uh, this guy's like he's like took me a long time to get in here don't screw this up guys i'm counting on you so uh vick's like yeah i got you i got you
1: do you know what ice is immigration yes yeah so
2: it's it, like this guy i think he's dea but he's also ice and I think this guy is why Ice eventually shows up. And then uh, you get uh, Lori Holden playing the Lori Holden character.
1: Yes. Everyone's favorite.
2: Yeah. She was Andrea in Walking Dead, seasons one and two. The Frank Darabont-directed TV show. Mm -hmm. Do you remember her? Nope. She was the blonde girl. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, she's, she's the Ice connection that is all of season seven. But I think this guy is, like, set... I think he's DEA, but it sets up the Ice stuff. Uh, so anyways, this guy tells Vic, he's just like, yeah, Guardo didn't do that. He's like, so uh, you that's not what you should go for. Uh, and then uh, Claudette makes more changes on the strike team. She puts Julian on the strike team, Jarrett. And you know about Julian? He's a total square. He's a real nerd.
0: Bow, 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 bow.
2: He's a real nerd, but he's happy to get away from Tina because he hates Tina. <laughs> so... He hates Tina. He hates Tina. And Tina's in the background still. uh, And so the thing with Tina, so she's that like, uh, she's like the young girl cop, the uniform cop. And Dutch like is trying to flirt with her, but Dutch isn't good at flirting. And then uh, the new guy, who's the new leader of the strike team, he is also flirting with her. And uh, that that comes to something uh, soon. So anyways, uh, 606. Corinne on the Bluetooth headset. That was my note for this. So Corinne uses a Bluetooth.
1: Yeah, that's pretty futuristic.
2: And I was just like, interesting, interesting. Uh, So 6-6, chasing ghosts. After Vic learns that Guardo wasn't Lem's killer, he begins to suspect that Shane could have been responsible. Meanwhile, Vic does a favor for a city official hoping it will give him an ally in his quest to avoid early retirement. Um. Oh, in the last episode, that's the city official. Uh, there's a serial rapist going around killing like young girls on the street. This is that's the Dutch part of the episode. There's a serial rapist going around and uh, he's getting young girls. Uh, one girl escapes and she's got like go home carved into her chest or something like that. So Dutch is like, hmm, this seems weird. Uh, and there's a city official there who one of his girls was uh, uh, like implicated in this. And he's like, oh, God, he's like, this can't come out. It's going to be the end of me. So uh, Vic is just like, interesting. And then he, he does it in this episode. But in that episode, I uh, I did have a note where um, I put a cop shows up to help Dutch and he's definitely the bad guy. And then guess what, Jarrett? That guy turned out to be the bad guy.
1: You called it. So this, a guy shows character up. You've never seen before.
2: A guy just shows up and he's like, hey, I heard you guys are working this case on a uh, rapist. I I was a cop a while ago and uh, one of my my daughter disappeared and uh, she never came home. So, uh, you know, uh, I'd really like to help out with this one. Mm-hmm. And you go, I wonder if this guy has ulterior motives. And guess what, Jared? He did. He sure did. It was him. He did it. He's been killing all these girls because uh, he he had a. Uh, not good relationship with his daughter and uh, he wants his, and his daughter ran away and he wants her to come home. So now he's he's abducting and uh, sexually assaulting women. Um, Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what's going on there. But this uh, city official guy's daughter was implicated somehow. So in six, six, the next episode, Vic goes to the guy. He's like, listen, I'll cover this up, but you got to go to that appeal board and you got to tell him that like, I'm the best cop you've ever seen kind of thing he's like you gotta save my job and this guy's like yeah i'll try he's like yeah i'll definitely try so so that's cool
1: that's good making deals
2: yeah that's uh that's very cool um oh yeah so 606 so um corinne uses a bluetooth uh the guys are on to shane uh i wrote shane and Vic do it and i don't really know what i mean by that they don't have sex with each other so i i can't remember what i mean by by that i also wrote down mirrors and i don't know why i can't remember why i wrote down is is there a lot
1: of staring at mirrors there might be i
2: I think that might be what it is is there a Uh, motif i think so i think so uh and then uh someone we haven't seen for a while danny uh comes to the precinct uh she's there a couple episodes before she brings the baby and she's not like working anymore because she's on mat leaf but uh she brings the baby in a couple times and then uh Kavanaugh, when he was turning, uh, trying to turn Corinne, he he told Corinne, it's like, you know that's Vic's baby, right? Um, Nobody really knows for sure, but uh, this is where Cassidy starts to act out and Cassidy goes to Danny's house and is like, is that my brother? Is is that my brother? And uh, Danny's like, I don't think you should be here. And uh, she's like, I should have a relationship with him if he's my brother. And Danny's like, Oh, um, okay. Oh, oh boy. You're like, okay. So she calls Corinne, and you know, uh, but then you find out that uh, yes, Danny's uh, son is in fact Vic's, uh, Vic's child. So, so there's that. Six oh seven. Uh, diplomatic immunity. Ah, right. you know about diplomatic immunity? I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm familiar. Uh, this is a bunch of gang boss stuff. And then uh, um, Kurt Sutter's wife is in this. You might re- remember her from Married with Children. Oh. Or Futurama. Yeah. I can't remember what her name is, but uh, yeah, 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 she's in this. for a Yep. Because of Kurt Sutter. Um, 6-7 yep. Exiled. Shane contacts the Armenian mob and collects information against the strike team in order to protect himself from Vic. Meanwhile, Vic learns that Hernan lied about San Marcos Massacre when the Bizlats retaliate against the Salvadorians. I haven't mentioned Hernan. Hernan is like a guy um who is important eventually. Good. <laughs> <laughs> it's about the, the most I can say about that. Hernan's yep. a guy in there. And the Bizlats and the, the Salvadorians and the one-niners fighting each other. Uh the San Marcos Massacre, I think at the start of the season, uh, they find like a a house with like twenty bodies that are like all dismembered, and it's just like, oh shit, that's not good. So big thing about this episode is uh Um Shane is like working to protect himself against Vic, and he's getting cozy with the Armenians, which will come up again. And then uh yeah, there's like um all these undercover guys and all these gang leaders. One of them has diplomatic immunity. I think it's the Hernan guy. And uh um they're trying to like get this guy but they're like no, he's protected by Mexico. And he's like a one-armed man. It's just like, "Hey, how come you only have one arm?" You know when we found that mass ma- that house of mass murder with all those bodies, there was one extra arm that shouldn't have been there and this guy's like no hab- no habla Inglés.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: no no English, and then they get tina in there and she's like uh she's like como esta and he's like no habla espanol no no so this guy's got the diplomatic immunity, and uh he gets out they let him they let him go eventually well cool.
0: mm-hmm.
2: uh 608 you're gonna like this one jared i thought this was a major plot point Vic makes a crystal light mio drink Ah, <laughs> it, it was the weirdest thing There's all this shit going on in this episode. And then Vic goes in the staff room and it's, and it's like, it's a, they give it full attention. Vic goes in the staff room, gets a bottle of water and he squirts like a Mio crystal light into his water and makes it red. And then he shakes it up and they're like, Vic, we need you. He's like, all right. And then he like leaves. And I was like, I was watching and I was just thinking to myself, what's going on here? Do they have an, like, it doesn't show the brand. So it's not, it's clearly not like a paid product placement. But they really gave it a lot of attention. And I was like, interesting. Uh, 608, The Math of the Wrath. This, uh, this season's got some pretty interesting episode titles, Jerry. Shane offers his services to Keshkayan's daughter, who is running the Armenian mob for her sick father. Meanwhile, Hyatt, oh, that's the guy who leads the strike team now. His name is Hyatt, tells Vic that Claudette has made sure that Vic's retirement from the strike team is a done deal. So you know about that?
1: I did not. Now I do.
2: So what's going on <clears throat> is that Hyatt is the guy replacing the strike team. And he goes to Claudette and he's like, what's really going on? Because Vic is telling me that you're you're going to vouch for him and a city councilor is and he's going to keep his job. And uh, um, Claudette's like, no, he's... He's leaving. She's like, I've just been lying to him. I'm not actually going to help him out. So he's going to leave. Uh, While this is going on, Shane is getting into the Armenian mob, doing them favors because he's trying to protect himself from Vic. Because, uh, you know, that's a good way to do something.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: And uh, yeah, I think in the meantime, what's going on is the uh, only other thing relevant that I don't have my notes, but comes up in the next episode or two is that, uh, Billings, uh, Billings and Dutch are working together this season, and it's a very good partnership. Billings is uh he's a good, uh, he's a good kind of play off of Dutch, and Billings is like suing, uh, the like the the city for um, for the fall that he had trying to break up uh, Kavanaugh and Vic. Uh, he's got all sorts of like long term damage, and he wants to do all these things, and then Dutch is just like, listen, you can't really do this. Like, uh, he's like he. He's like, you know, this is a joke. And there's something that Billings does where Dutch catches him, And Dutch is just like, he's like, so I know that you're all right. Uh, Billings has, he owns all these uh, vending machines that like, while he was captain, Billings puts all these vending machines in the precinct yeah. and uh, he pockets all the money and uh, Dutch finds out about this. So uh, Dutch is, uh, Billings asks Dutch for a favor. and He's like, okay, I'll do that. He's like, as soon as you take those vending machines out of here, and uh, Billings is like, I'll take them out right now. And he's like, are you sure? He's like, how much money do you make off of those every day? And then uh, Billings is like, all right, shit. He's like, I'll do whatever you say. He's like, right. just don't tell anyone that I own those vending machines. <laughs> um, it's an important plot detail. Okay. <laughs> and then uh, we got two more episodes. Um, 609, Billings Catfishes, Dutch. You know about that?
1: I don't remember this.
2: You don't know about that? So, uh, for this episode, let me read what's going on here. 609. Recoil. Vic's city official can't help him out with his forced retirement, but he finds a new ally when he solves the San Marcos murders. Shane and Vic fight over Keshkian's daughter's loyalties, and Billings gets revenge on Dutch. So Damn. you know about that kind of thing? No, I do now. So uh, um, Vic finds this guy named uh, Vizuela. And Vizuela uh, kind of gives, uh, he's like a real estate mogul in town. And he kind of gives um, uh, Vic some information about the San Marcos murders. And he's just like, cool, I'm going to run with that. Vizuela is also uh, heavily donating to Acevedo's mayor, uh, mayoral mm. campaign. Yep. So uh you see Vizuela once in a while, but not much going on with him. But he's
1: pulling those strings.
2: Yes. Yes. So he's he's the big real estate mo- mogul. He is completely uh putting the money into uh Aceveda's campaign. And then uh he helps Vic out. So you're just like, oh this Vizuela guy is a pretty good du- dude. Um so he's helping him out with that. Uh and then what happens is Shane and Vic both go to the Armenian daughter uh who's running the Armenian mob now and are like listen because Vic is just like you're gonna go with him because basically Vic and Ronnie know Shane did it and Shane knows they did it. I don't know if they've confronted each other yet. I think they have. Um uh which I'll maybe talk about it. I think that's when I when I said Vic and Shane do it. I think that's what I meant. I think they have it out one time where uh Vic is like you killed uh Lem and he's like I had to. He's like we didn't know what he was gonna do. So they like they air out all their grievances. It's a big sad thing. Everyone's. Uh, but now Vic and Ronnie are on one side and Shane's on the other side. So that's why Shane is going to the Armenian mob. And uh, for this one, Shane, um, the Armenians don't trust Shane because they're like, well, Vic came to us and they said that you're not very good at anything. So uh, Shane fully leans into it and he goes in with the Armenians and he's just like, Hey guys, i'm your guy i'm gonna prove it just give me one day and that sets up the season finale but uh billings catfishes dutch because dutch has uh the hots on tina uh but that hyatt guy tina's into him so uh billings he's kind of a uh like diabolical genius so what he does is he pushes tina over to hyatt he's like you should go talk to hyatt he's like he's a really good guy he said he's are cute and tina's like okay she's like that sounds awesome i'm gonna go do that and he sets him up, and then uh, he he has Tina's phone, Billings, and he he texts Dutch, and he's like, he's like, hey, come over to my house tonight, bring a bottle of wine, and uh, Dutch is like, all right. <laughs> Tina's into it, so Dutch goes to Tina's house, and uh, he 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 hears like weird noises, so he goes and looks in the window, and it's uh, Tina and Hyatt having sex, and uh, Dutch is just there watching, and it's really weird. So like Tina can't see the window, but that Hyatt guy can. And his head kind of turns to the side and him and Dutch make eye contact. And that Hayek guy's like, he's like, Hey, he doesn't say anything. He's just like, dude, he's like, what's going on? And Dutch is like, uh, so he leaves. And then, uh, for a while, a lot of people make fun of Dutch for, uh, being a peeping Tom. And it gets brought up sometimes in disciplinary things. It's like, is it true that you, uh, you watch some coworkers having sex? And he's like, ah, he's like, I wish I could say, I just, uh, He's like Billings got me. I can't prove how. He's just Billings got me, all right. So anyways, uh here's the last thing that happens.
1: Beck is... mentioned uh so around the time that uh uh Hyatt was introduced, he was in a movie called Feed from 2005.
2: It's about feeders.
1: Feederism? Uh, yeah, it is. It's uh what Fangoria describes on the poster as one of the sickest films I've ever seen. Really? It's from the director of Lawnmower Man and Virtuosity, Brett Leonard. But yeah, this star is uh, Alex O'Loughlin, uh plays Michael Carter. He's on the uh, the hunt for a, a serial killer who feeds women to death and, and, and live streams it on a feed.
2: Cool. Is that on your Creeptober list?
1: No, I, I watched I only You only need to watch this movie once in your life.
2: Oh, okay. Yeah. So you're not a big high end guy?
1: Uh, no, I just I just remember when I watched the show, I was like, "Hey, is that that cop? Mm-hmm. He's if he's not a different kind of cop, I can't remember he's if he's see, I can't remember if he's the cop or if he's the killer. It, it's been a long time.
2: Okay, well in this he's Hyatt and he's kind of a, a loser.
1: Yeah,
2: he like comes in strong for a bit, and then I don't know if it's this episode or the next one, but he does something that um Claudette is basically like, "What are you doing?" And he's just like, "Well, it shows that he's like not very smart." uh it's either this one or the next one but it was uh vic is trying to show that this guy doesn't know how the streets work and this this guy is like trying to make a point that he can like lead the strike team uh so like him and julian go and break up like a gang initiation and then what happens is because they break it up those gang members have to go out and start killing people and it all comes down on Hyatt because it's, uh, Clyde, it's like, well, you spurred this on because you broke up the gang initiation. And he's like, what, what was I supposed to do? Let him beat up this kid? And Vic is like, yes, because that kid did it voluntarily. And when you broke it up, these kids went and killed people. So like Hyatt's getting, going to get painted in a bad way. It's either in the next episode or like the very first episode of season seven. I think it's the next episode. I think they get rid of him. They're just like, yeah, you're, you're not the guy. They're like, we thought you were the guy. You're not the guy. It's the way it goes um but here's the big kicker at the end of 609 which sets up the the season finale remember pozuela jared the guy i mentioned earlier mm-hmm. Pizuela shows up to vic and he says hey vic you know how i'm kind of like uh bankrolling Aceveda, and i have all these developments here and vic is like yeah i do and this guy's like you know how you kind of solve that mass murder because uh, so the reason that Pezuela guy gives him information is because uh, it's bringing down the value of the area. And he's mm-hmm. like, you got to go solve this. So Vic does. And Vic's just like, Vic's like, I'm a, he's like, I'm a very responsible guy. I'm a different kind of cop. So Pezuela goes to him and he's like, hey, listen, Aceveda is absolutely going to recommend that you get forced retirement. He's like, but I think you're kind of useful with that, uh, that shield you got there really use a guy who has that kind of power and he's like and I think if Aceveda actually recommended that you stay I think I think you would stay and Vic's like yeah you know what I uh he's like Aceveda's never gonna go for that he hates me and Pizuela goes what if you showed Aceveda this and he hands him a folder Jared, sure. and it is the pictures mm-hmm. that Aceveda's sexual assailant took on a cell phone which Aceveda didn't believe there was any copies of. Pizuela's got him. And Vic goes, Huh. interesting. Very interesting. So Aceveda gets all the pics of this and stuff. And then you know what Aceveda does? What's he do? He goes to, or uh, not he, uh Vic. Vic goes to Aceveda's house. And then you go, holy shit, what's going to happen? And then we get 610. 610. The shield intro hits at nine minutes and forty seconds. This is the record. Oh damn! So nine minutes and forty seconds is when
0: yeah!
2: kicks in. Um, this episode is called "Spanish Practices." Vic and Aceveda form an unlikely alliance to expose a mutual enemy. So this one opens up with Vic at uh, Aceveda's house, and he's like, "Hey." Aceveda, I got this. All right, it might happen at the end of the last episode. I can't quite remember. But uh, Vic gets that information. And you know what Vic does? Because Vic has always took care of Acevedo. And Acevedo has never done anything for Vic. Vic goes to Acevedo and says, here, here's the file. And Acevedo's like, how'd you get this? He's like, your buddy, Pizueli, gave it to me. And Acevedo's like, no, he didn't. He's like, He's like well, I didn't get this. Uh, and Acevedo's like, well, why are you giving this to me? He's like, Just paying it forward, friend. And he's like, just paying it forward. He's like, you take this. It's the only copies. He's like, but this Pizuela guy seems like a big hitter. He's like, let's go get him together, buddy. So uh, Vic and uh, Acevedo are like, take down this Pizuela guy. And uh, Acevedo is like nice for like a minute. Uh, This one is also, I have Shane's done it again. So uh, in this episode, Shane is trying to get really cozy with the Armenians. And uh, he's so worried that Vic is going to get him. Shane goes to the Armenians. He's like, hey, guys. Vic was the guy who who stole the money train money. And they're like, what? And then they're like, why are you telling us this? Weren't you involved? He's like, no, I wasn't. I told him not to do it. But Vic did it. So uh, the Armenians got that green light on Vic and Ronnie. Because they're like, all right, they did it. And then Vic realizes what he did really quickly and uh vic goes and kidnaps corinne and cassidy he kidnaps them Jarrett, and he takes them to uh an old sea can and stuffs them in there and he goes he goes corinne i'm doing this for you he's like, i'm trying to help you just stay in the can he's like let me figure this out so uh he he tries to protect corinne and cassidy and he he kidnaps them and then uh what happens um, the Hyatt leaves, because so, he he messes up so bad, Claudette finds him. Uh, there's th- this episode is the review board, the appeal process, and uh, Vic is there, his whole family's there. Vic goes, hold on, guys. I think I gotta go do something. And Vic leaves, and he never comes back. Uh, but what he does is he goes and he, he tracks down Pizuelas guy, and Pizzuela's guy has a black box full of uh incriminating evidence on many affluent people of Los Angeles. Uh so he's got the bla- the the blackmail box they call it. Uh so Vic goes and steals it from this guy and then he convinces the guy to flee the country because he's like he's like you know how bad or the guy's like he's like do you have any idea who I work for? He's like oh I do. He's like but now I have the black box that you were or the blackmail box you were supposed to protect. Do you know who you work for? And he's like here are some coyotes they'll take you to Mexico. He's like, I recommend you go with him or you can go back to your boss and tell him that you lost like blackmailing leverage on 50 people. So the guy flees and uh, he flees. Vic has the box. The appeal thing uh, doesn't go. They, they do vote to terminate uh, or early retirement him. But Vic goes to Acevedo, and He's like, check it out. I got all the blackmail. He's like, that's how good I am because I'm a different kind of cop.
1: Dun, 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 dun.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: So, the way, and that's the end. Season six is like, there's no big, big episodes. Like, lots of stuff happens, but uh, it kind of comes and goes. So, where we leave this season is Vic is going to be forced to retire uh, very soon. Vic uh, and Aceveda have the blackmail box. Um, Shane has given up Vic and Ronnie to the Armenians. Uh, Danny has Vic's kid, and she's on mat leave. Um What else? Uh, Billings is suing the police. Dutch doesn't like being with Billings. Claudette is the captain. Uh, Julian's on the strike team, and uh, I think that's it. And then season seven happens. So that's season six, Jared. Is it just <laughs> how you remembered it?
3: Just, just how, you, just. One more
2: one more week, folks. One more week. Season seven's coming up, and whole oh boy, let me tell you. Uh stuff happens.
1: Holy moly. Can you moly. believe it? I, I can I can't I can't believe can you it. can believe it. What it's been going on. It feels like for an eternity. Eh. Nothing personal.
2: Nothing personal, Jerry.
1: Nothing
3: personal. Nothing personal. It's piss.
1: Got any news for us, RJ?
2: Uh, yeah, I got some news. Um, there's a writer strike going on and, uh, and it's, uh, limiting the, amount of, uh, news. Uh, but we are, there.
1: we're, we're, we're getting some pretty big scoops these days. Like what? Um, that like some people aren't going to get memed again. Um, oh yeah. And the movie oh, scoops you say yeah, lots of slow news day stuff like mm-hmm. like weird things about celebrities doing things but it's not exciting and you gotta wonder if maybe like maybe the uh the the hollywood media observer industry mm-hmm. is having a real hard time of it right now
2: well it's no different from when covid hit and then all of the articles that came out and it'd be like revisiting the 1996 movie that no one liked and it's just like
1: and Man that was their the main House. article that day. Yeah, Man yeah. of
2: the House. And you go, he's like, Hey, yeah. hey, hey! Everybody liked that movie. Just because you didn't doesn't mean that it's a bad movie. So,
1: so yeah. my news is that uh, Criterion has announced uh, their oh, their God. new their their spines coming They're out. They're Not done yet. It feels like I don't know. Feels like it might be slowing down. They might be slowing that roll okay. because what we got is three titles were announced. Uh, we have a uh, Blast of Silence coming out on okay. maybe four K, definitely Blu Ray. I'm assuming, and that, that's a Christmas movie sure. that we haven't gotten to yet. Yeah, it is coming out on Blu Ray. Cool. Okay. But we have The Red Balloon in Other Stories, five films by Albert Lamorisse. Uh, this is this is a box set. This is spine twelve hundred. Of course, we'll definitely get there one day. We're yeah. we're a third of the way already, folks. One day. When they, when So another, what, 12 years? Sure. Sure. But uh, the only other movie that was announced, this is Spine 1201, and oh, man, RJ, do you know what it is?
2: I don't, I don't. This is news.
1: Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio.
2: A brand new movie, eh?
1: Brand new movie.
2: Animated.
1: Really nice cover. Uh, on that, I'm on sure. that, on that Blu-ray, it's uh, James Sheen, the cover artist for Fables comics. Um, yeah, people that's... liked it. Well, yeah, so it's coming. So now we don't have to watch it for another eight, eight, fourteen. I wasn't years. going to, anyways. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, GDT still in that GDT. collection. GDT.
2: GDT. Yeah. you could just play Death Stranding. <laughs> I mean, and you have lots of GDT.
1: That, yeah, but he's dubbed. Yes, he is. Or, or, or oh, you. Ah, that's something you can watch. What's that? The Gettermo show.
2: Ah, uh, Cabinet of Curiosities. That's right. I could.
1: You Will said I you were go- it. You said you were going to.
2: Yeah. Did I say when?
1: You. You better watch it now. There's oh, one. Uh, there's there's one really good one. Which one? Watch them all. You have to find out. I can't do that. You're
3: gonna. You. <sighs> I know where you live.
1: What? Yeah,
2: you gonna come over here where the crime rate is skyrocketed? I don't think so. Oh,
1: maybe I'm the reason it's skyrocketed.
2: Yeah, I bet. Yeah, well, so crazy. You, you can't beat my trap. It's unbe- Even if you know it's there, you can't beat my. Tra- yeah, it's unbeatable.
1: Mm-hmm. It's unbeatable. Yeah. All right. Well. <laughs> Look at that! It's uh, the Criterion films have trickled to a stop. Maybe that's uh, just a de- maybe that's just for December, but we'll see what January looks like. I mean, they are also uh, splitting their attention with the Janus contemporaries.
2: Uh, who hasn't?
1: They'll... Well, who hasn't? I don't think anyone has actually. I don't know anyone buying those movies. So we're kind of we got those Criterion's, but maybe it's gonna it's gonna slow down, and we're gonna catch up.
2: Oh well, we
1: might. Or they'll just stop putting. Maybe one day we'll just hear. Wait a minute! These movies came out; they had no spine numbers.
2: Mm. Well,
1: and then we'll high five, and we're done. Yep.
2: That's when we stop recording. Is when they, not when we hit that number, just when they stop doing it.
1: Hmm. <laughs> or when a movie is so bad that it just we call. Oh, so
2: we're done tonight.
1: What? oh come on, come on. Or, you know. Jump in the gun. Jump in the gun always, are well, Oh,
2: We'll see. We'll see. We'll
1: see. No. Speaking of which, we have a, a movie to talk about that definitely no one might know if we liked or not. Mm. But uh, yeah, we got to do that. So, mm. hey, after the break, we're going to immigrate to Portland. Cool. And some guy working in a liquor store is going to try to romance us. How's he going to do that? uh for 10 bucks okay 15 15 bucks
2: We're back and tonight j-dog
1: what are we oh, listening to
2: you're listening to the criterion creeps podcast oh uh and tonight j-dog we're talking about a little film a little fr- film from uh the movie theaters and it's a uh, tagline uh I think it, you do tagline first, right? And then you do other stuff?
1: What? Well, you see the title of the movie Well, the title here. of the film,
2: uh, Malanoche, from 1986, directed by Gus Van Sant. And a, a tagline for a J-Dog. For me? You fuck with, for you, yeah. For you.
3: If you fuck with the bull, you get the horn. Malanoche is the
2: film debut from director Gus Van Sant. The film portrays the unanswered love of an American man toward
3: a young Mexican man. 75
2: minutes runtime. Wow, that's, that's short. Yeah, it is. It sounds like a breeze to watch. Starring Doug Coyote, Tim Streeter, Sam Downey, Nyla McCarthy, Ray Manga, Robert Lee Pitchlin. Ray Manga? Ray Manga. <laughs> manga. Not Manga. That would okay. be cool, though. And Gus Van Sant as yep. Man in Hotel.
1: <laughs> this Damn. voice, I don't know. I don't know what
2: this voice is. I don't know either. <laughs> so that's a movie we watched uh, from the Criterion Collection. Spine number... Uh, I think I believe
1: it's 407.
2: Spine number 407. This beginning. is yeah. This yeah. is episode 300 and something. Yeah. Uh we're two guys who uh, watch uh, Criterion movies. We have and, been yes uh, for some we, time. We tell uh yeah. We tell it like it is. Sometimes so
1: this, is, this is episode 354. <sighs> this is episode I, I want to say it's that it's, it's been a very long time since RJ did an intro.
2: It's been a very long time and. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if this is a movie that I needed to give an intro for, but I think
1: um... it's I think it is a definitely uh the movie you needed to give the intro for. Um
2: the the tagline makes it sound RJ... like horns only bulls only have one horn, but they have two.
1: Yeah, it's confusing. Um yeah. so I just want to mention that this movie um is based on a Walt Curtis autobiography. Of course. Um, Yes. What about a Gus Ooh.
2: Van Sant autobiography?
1: Wow, well, this is this is Walt Curtis. This is about him. This was is it? his autobiography it was. And you know what? This Walt Curtis guy, he died less than a month ago. August 25th, 2023. What did he uh, die from? I don't know. He died at the age of 82 though. It's
2: pretty old. So, pretty old. Do you think the cartel finally got him for all the stuff he did in this movie?
1: Perhaps. You know but what what tell, tell tell us all, RJ, about this movie. So yeah, this movie here called. I Ano-J. do. I I just want to mention that RJ's letterbox review mm-hmm. is Mala. No thanks.
2: I thought that was pretty clever. I thought it was really clever, to be honest. This is the movie I watched at. Uh, I started at original speed.
1: Were you familiar with this movie before this week? N- no, me no, neither. But I
2: I know Gus Van Sant.
1: Yeah, I mean, you uh, you 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 talk about Jerry all the time.
2: I Jerry is a, a film,
1: and, and and you talk about fine, not fine forster, finding not finding good Forrester, Goodwill Hunting. <laughs> <laughs> Goodwill Go Hunting is a movie. Yeah, you you love Goodwill Hunting. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Goodwill Hunting is a good movie. Elephant, I do believe, is a good movie. I've told my elephant story many times. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jerry is a movie, and uh, my own private Idaho is a movie, which it I wasn't... think I don't know if you remember my review of that, but uh, when I watched that with my wife. Her only response was, it's not as good as E.T. And I went, what? We hadn't just watched E.T. Gus Van Sant hadn't directed E.T. No. I don't know where it came from,
1: but huh. it was just, oh, this isn't
2: as good as E.T. And I went, it's not. You're right. I was like, this is not as a good a movie as E.T. Uh,
1: that reminds me of uh, when... Uh... <laughs> I get <can't>... This is... <laughs> Lawrence or me. I can't remember one of us would go like when you watch like a, a lesser Martin Scorsese movie, mm-hmm. you go, Well, it's no good fellas. <laughs> it's no good fellas. And then and then you see the rage in Corey's eyes. <laughs> mm. <Yeah>. uh, well, <laughs> boys will be boys, It's, eh? it's, it's no E. T. It's,
2: wow, it's no, no E. T.
1: E. That's Andrea's.
2: That's her. That's hers. I mean it's not it's a not a bad kind of like metric to hold movies at et is a pretty good movie <laughs> you know what i mean yeah. when's the last time you watched et
1: been a while been yeah. a long time uh it's Should... not one of my it's not one of my favorite spielberg movies
2: but... yeah but it wasn't one of mine either until i watched it as an fuck i was like it was sad as hell i was like this is a good show you know uh but Mala noche. not it's as good no, as E.T. it's no et it's no et, it's no E.T. I think that's what the noche means in Spanish. Is no, et
1: noche. Okay.
2: Yeah, yeah, this
1: is. I mean, yeah, this, this review is review if, going great so far. If, if Elliot was trying to do things to ET or have Un- unconsensual and, things, and, and wow, I don't think it's unconsensual. He's just it's it's qu- through coercion, I suppose. Through coercion. Qu- yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. Working through the no RJ. But, I see. Yeah. I that's mean, that's uh, something that's a that, you've... that that is a different kind of ET. It's something. No, so RJ, yeah. tell me about this movie. What's what's it about? We neither one of us had seen it. I kind of when I saw the title, I went, "Oh yeah, it's like Gus Van first movie coming up," and yeah, uh, that nobody talks about really at all.
2: Uh, not until now.
1: Till now, we're the first person to ever watch this. That's yes, crazy. we are. We're the first wow.
2: people to fuck with the boy. Um, pe-
1: people will be coming to us to to get the definitive take. You on thought.
2: If we still posted on YouTube, you 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 thought we got negative before. wait until the Gus well, This, this, this come would be after back us.
1: to back. I think the Martha Graham people would be more rabid.
2: Fuck those people! Don't even know how to use computers. There's no way they're on YouTube. They're yeah, too busy dancing. Yeah, yeah, they they don't know. No. So, anyways, you uh you got this movie, and you got this. What, and, got? Uh, what What
1: do we got here? You got this
2: movie, and you got this guy named Johnny. Yeah, Johnny. Johnny. And uh, Johnny works in like a convenience store. It's
1: kind of like a liquor store. Isn't Walt the guy oh, who works Walt? in the convenience store? Yeah, he's trying to like... Yeah, well, which one's Johnny? Johnny's the guy he wants to bang. Oh, yeah, Johnny's the Mexican. But, but, but he, right? he, okay. he, yeah, he, he can never get Johnny. Okay. But so... he's going he's gonna to settle for Pepper. Pepper, okay,
2: yeah. Okay, so Walt yeah. works in the convenience store. Yeah. And uh, what city do they live in, Portland, Portland, right beside the Mexico Mexico border, as everybody knows. So, uh, Portland, we have Walt. He works in the convenience store, and uh, the introduction to this character is, uh, "Hey, watch out for him. He likes boys. He'll get you." Is I think what some of the one of the other character says. So uh, Johnny and uh, someone else are in there, and it's Walt, and he does some narr- narration. He says, "Man, this kid. Look at this kid." He says that he's eighteen. I doubt it, but Walt likes
1: what he sees. He,
2: yeah, he says. I think he says he's eighteen. I doubt it, but I'm in love, so I don't care. Is what the, the character Walt says. Uh, he's very playful. He's like, "Hey, <laughs> hey, man, what you got on your neck? Is that a hickey? Oh my god, <laughs> that's crazy." Uh, and the other regulars at this place that are getting the uh the night bus or night train is uh the. The, the drink that they're getting all the time they're like oh you gotta watch out for walt he's boy crazy he'll get you and uh this guy's like johnny's like me- he's, he
1: has a he's a predilection for uh the mexican boys
2: the 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 young mexican boys the biz lats oh. uh, I, I believe is uh who they- so um mm-hmm. this guy's like hey i just want this thing and uh walt's like all right whatever and, uh, the guy leaves and then Walt falls up, or Walt closes up a little bit later and he sees him inside and he's like, Hey, what are you doing right now? You got a place to stay? Hey, J- Hey, 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 come on. I, I got you sleep at my house. Like, come on. I know it's hard out here for a kid. And the guy's like, get away from me. I don't want to talk to you. He's like, well, Hey, Hey buddy, I'm just trying to be party. friendly. <laughs> he's like, yeah, I'm just trying to be friendly. Just trying to help a guy in need. I can tell you uh, and he, I think he goes in. Hey cutie. He's like, what are you doing out here on the side of the street? He's like, listen, it's cold out here, man. You got to play. And uh, the guy's like, There's real su- real, it's
1: real, it's real like, I can take care
2: of you. I can take care of you. It's uh, you come over, make you a, a spaghetti pizza pie, pepperoni pasta pie. Uh, and uh, Johnny's like, no, nah, I'm out of here. He's like, All right. He's like, don't go. Don't go. But he leaves. So uh, Walt goes to his uh, female friend. And he's just like, guess what? I'm in love. And uh, she goes, you're always involved. He's like,
3: well, I'm... this time is different. This is a
2: guy. This is a guy. And she's like, well, you want to invite him over for dinner? He's like, yeah, I'd love to. I'd love to invite him over for dinner. She's like, okay, I'll go do it. And, you know, a lot of stuff happened in this movie. It's just, you know, people people being, people moving, people interacting. She uh, parks a car, and a guy comes, and he says, hey, you shouldn't be here out by yourself, pretty lady. Hey, uh, what are you doing alone?
0: <laughs>
2: uh, and uh, while well, Walt's doing other stuff, and uh, you know, it's just people. It's just people interacting. Cinema verte, some have said. So uh, they go around, looking for Johnny. He's like, I gotta find this kid. I don't know where he is, but I gotta find this kid. So they find him, he's like, hey. He's playing a video game. He's like, hey, guess what? Come on over. I'll give you a little pasta pizza pie. You come on over, and uh, I'll make you a little dinner. Uh, and Johnny's like, uh, I don't really wanna hang out with you. But can uh, my friend come? he's like yeah yeah sure everybody can come bring him bring him bring your friend bring your friend so uh they take him over to the apartment they make um uh some dinner the boys aren't really interested in hanging out with the gringos um but uh you know walt has some conversations about uh what he's talking about he's like you know like people don't know that you like the cow is the burger man like if you had to kill the cow you wouldn't eat the burger man what, what but, is like,
1: it a, what is it a richard linklater film
2: he's got yeah he's kind of talking like that he was just you had to kill the cow you wouldn't eat the burger but people don't have to do that you just get given the burger and i think that's why a lot of people eat the burger man uh and the two uh young mexican fellas they um they're not really interested in this and they do a little dancing and stuff and and then uh johnny's like holy shit he's like i got the key to the hotel uh our third friend he's he's gonna have to sleep on the street and walt's like i'll drive you there and they go pick up the third friend and uh He's like, can he come over for dinner, too? And he's like, yeah, of course. Everybody come on. Everybody come on. So uh, the three boys come over. Uh, They kind of hang out. Uh, The third boy eats. And then there's like, okay, we got to go home. Drive us home. So Walt drives him home. And then uh, when he's driving home, he's like, you guys that aren't Johnny, guess what? I really like Johnny. And then Johnny's like, goodbye, weirdo. And he runs in. And he's like, all right, guys. I'll give you $10. So that I can uh, sleep with Johnny tonight. I think Johnny's there for a second, and then he's just like, "I'm not doing this," and he leaves. And he's like, "Listen, guys, it's ten dollars." He's like, "I wish I could give you a
1: dollars I, I, like, well, I, I do believe it was uh, fifteen.
2: Yeah. Oh, fifteen. Yeah. Was his offer? Yeah, but he just got
1: uh, his ten dollars uh, gets that was uh, the ten dollars gets lifted and it, it gets way. it gets swiped by the uh, by Pepper.
2: By Pepper. Yeah. So uh, he's just like, "Listen, guys, I just." <sighs> he's like, "I I love Johnny." He's like, "You gotta let me in." uh he's like i got 15 he's like i wish it was 50 but it's 15 it's 15 he's like 15 dollars 15 dollars like uh let me do it and uh the one guy's like nah i tell too and then it's pepper and it's uh Walt and pepper and then they try to go in the hotel but they don't have the key and the um the super is just like nah you guys aren't coming in so Walt's like all right man you come back to my apartment it's cool it's cool is every he's like nothing personal it's not personal it's not personal it's cool you come back in my apartment so he takes him and then uh, some stuff happens, Jared. Can you describe the stuff that happens at the apartment? Butt stuff. Yeah, some stuff. Some stuff that is maybe consensual, maybe not. Uh, yeah,
1: yeah, I mean, I guess. It's, it's a little fuzzy. The, the, the description of it is, uh, I believe, that uh, Walt, Walt, Walt lets Pepper top him. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and it goes from there. Yep. It's, it's, a, it's a bit aggressive.
2: Yep. And then uh, Pepper takes the $10 and then uh, leaves. And then the swipes, next day, it, swipes the money. And then swipes the next the day, money.
1: Walt's, Walt's uh, feeling uh, like was like, yeah, well, he feels like he's been t- taken advantage of.
2: But then, uh, but he's also like, being, he's like, I bet they being sore. They're, having they're having a laugh.
1: Yeah. He starts dipping into a little bit of a real racist commentary.
2: Can you uh, elaborate?
1: I, I just like mixies. Mm. He's making some real generalities about the, the Mexican people. Yeah, He said, um, I bet
2: they're having a real good laugh about how they did this to the gringo. Mm-hmm.
1: You know, mm-hmm. It's that kind of talk. That's right, that kind of talk. But yeah. uh, you know what? In the end of the day, I think everything's going to work out just fine, RJ. Yeah, I mean, it all, Yeah, he's, he, maybe he'll even teach you how to drive. Yeah, No hard feelings. So,
2: yeah, after that happens, the three boys hang out at the store a lot and they sometimes take stuff and he's like ah johnny take the pie take the apple pie whatever uh and he takes him out to the country sometimes and he tries to show him how to drive uh johnny is never interested in him and sometimes he steals the car and then walt's really upset about that and uh at one point johnny and the other friend leave and they're gone and it's just uh pepper and walt and pepper's like they left he's like well how are you gonna get in talk in contact with Johnny? You gotta call John. Go get him, and he can't. Uh, but then Pepper and Walt kind of have a domestic partnership for a while, where it's kind of, and he's just like Pepper doesn't really like me, but he does stuff with me, you know. So he has a place to live. He's like, I don't
1: blame him. Yeah. So you kind of wind up with this dynamic, I guess. Of uh, we have Walt, who you know, he's no like he's not a well-off man, but he doesn't get to enjoy the, the luxuries of his but privilege. He, he does and, have which, an course, apartment. He, to, he does have a place to live and sleep mm. in, uh, a shelter. And he's mm. able to like, be like, well, these, these young men that are coming here have nothing, but I'm mm. all, I'm willing to extend an open hand here. You know, they just have to bu- bunk up. Uh, and you're like, oh, not 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 a great guy. <laughs> the, yes. Not a great guy, which I believe... Uh, Gus Van Sant interview said he's he's not a, a great uh hero by any means.
2: <laughs> I, I, I some have said that he's like an anti villain.
1: An anti villain, yeah. Yeah. Some have but said anyway. So yeah, this is it's a fairly slight kind of uh slice of life story yeah. of uh, Walt. Uh these two the you know, you know, get fun little <laughs> adventures of like breaking into apartments looking for people, mm-hmm. looking for Johnny, looking for his whereabouts. People kind of coming in and out um, of this, like, little community. And um, I don't know. Mm-hmm. What, what else, RJ? Uh,
2: well, it's like I said, there's a domestic partnership with Pepper and Walt, mm-hmm. and uh, he still works at the store. Yep. Um, And then Pepper gets sick a little bit, and then Pepper yep. kind of wants to leave or something, and Pepper leaves. Yep. And then Johnny comes back. You know? And uh, Walt goes, Johnny, Johnny, where you been? And John says, well, they deported me, but I came back. Because
3: uh, right.
2: they thought he ran away. He's like, ah, oh, they deported me. They got me. But uh, I came back. He's like, because I came back for you guys. And then Walt's, uh, Walt is like, I knew it. I knew you wouldn't leave us. Uh, and he's like, come over here, cutie. And then uh, Johnny's like, no, weirdo. And then uh, he kind of like walks away. Because I'm a, a puto. He, yes, he does. And then uh there's Johnny, I don't know. He's he's kind of like doing his own thing. Well, it's like, I don't know if I'm going to see Johnny again. And he's driving down the street one day and he says, "Hey, there's John." He says, "Hey, John. Come to the store. Come to the store, man. Come say hi. Come to the store. Come to the store, man. Come say hi." And then he drives off. And then uh and then we get the credits. <laughs> yep. And that is more, more or less. West. I think I did an incredible job uh running no. that incredible.
1: <laughs> incredible. I don't think I missed a beat. Not a one.
2: Not a not a beat. So no. this is a film by Gus Van Sant. It came out in nineteen eighty six. It's seventy five minutes in length. Yep. It is available on the channel. If you Fantastic. look up what Malanoche means. It is um something you could learn in Spanish.
1: In English. Oh, is that, what he, is that what it means?
2: Yeah, I think it means not as good as E.T. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. Or it's not E.T. So, uh, interesting. I, I guess the extra tra- Mexican uh, fellas. But, um, yeah, so this is a film, Jared. Uh, well, I've it never seen this. A,
1: it is Bad Night.
2: Oh, sure, sure. Absolutely. I think this movie is like, co- or like side quotation credited is also being called Night Train. Like in the in the opening credits, it's like also known as hmm. Night Train because that's like what all the old drunks buy at the convenience store, um, or whatever. But uh yeah, this is a movie that I watched. Would you like to know what I thought? Yeah. I to go
1: first, of course, of course, RJ.
2: I didn't much care for this film, jared Yeah. No, I uh, and I, I think if we still post on YouTube, some people get mad at me. I thought this movie was kind of gross. In the sense that um, this guy seems highly predatory. And I feel like this movie is an omission of a crime in some way. Because he's preying on these vulnerable young men. And like he's documenting that he's preying on these vulnerable young men. And it's just like, I don't know if you should like be telling this story, dude. What,
3: Cause
2: cause like,
1: you, well, yeah, because you, you thought this was about Gus Van Sant.
2: I did think it was about Gus Van Sant. I
1: did. Well, he, it isn't. It's an adaptation of of an autobiography of a man. So well, whoever
2: wrote that book, like I feel like yeah. he's documenting a uh, a crime, like a can, <laughs> like a like a statutory rape crime or something. Because like wow. the the movie starts with like they say they're eighteen. I don't believe them, but I'm okay with that. And then it's just this dude who's like constantly pressuring this guy to to like sleep with him and like trying to buy his way in there which it's like i know guys do that guys do that with other guys guys do that with gals um i know that's a real thing but i was watching this and i was like i don't know man i was like i don't know if i like uh seeing this guy like so strongly his sexual agenda on, uh, on these, these vulnerable uh, young the,
1: men. In the Dennis Lim essay for, uh, that accompanied this DVD release, uh, Dennis Lim uh, describes Walt as a connoisseur of exotic jailbait. Um, that guy, lock where, that guy up, and, too. That, and, that guy's and a criminal, where, also. And this is where Gus Ensign acknowledges uh, it's certainly not a positive gay character.
2: No, I definitely don't think so. But the guy who wrote that, I would lock that guy up, too, because I think that guy's also a criminal. Um,
1: I, I see. See, this is RJ's world. You lock people up for words.
2: Well, I mean, it starts with the word. It said, hey, this guy's a real connoisseur of young jail And it's just like, well, what's that guy doing when he's ex- not at ex- ex- his computer? Exotic jail Exactly. Exactly. Lock him up
1: jerek walk him up walk him up
2: i mean uh, if this was like i feel like this this was people closer in age and it was consensual which i know is not what this movie it's not about that (laughs) i i i realize that i realize that dude's life story about a guy chasing younger guys i get that it's just i i feel the way the guy goes about it it's aggressive that it's just like it's like johnny doesn't want to like he doesn't want to be with you dude you got to stop. You got to stop. Okay. So, um, I don't know. I thought this guy was, uh, way too sexually aggressive. You know me, I'm abstinence only. So, uh, I I have a different platform, which I I believe is what everybody should be. Mm -hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. This movie was, uh, I didn't like it because I, I, uh, I thought this dude was being a real, uh, a real predator and, uh, too forceful on these young men which I was like, oh, I don't like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was like, I think you could have went about a little after. Like, okay. Are you in? And he says, no, I'm not interested. Said, no problem. I respect your boundaries. Is there the any tells out there who are interested? <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And then the end, it'd be a four minute short, which would be cool. But uh, in terms of um, the Gus Van Sant uh, de- debut, everything's fine. Like it's a, it's a black and white first movie. I think the only thing people probably talk about that scene where Johnny's got his head out and you see the reflection in his glasses, but at one point you see the cameraman and (laughs) people are probably like, oh, that's part of the charm. And it's like, yeah.
1: Oh, you know, what's not part of the charm is the uh, the sound looping. Yeah. There's a little bit of that. The the audio is pretty cruddy. Yeah. (laughs) Like, yeah, the syncing is like (laughs) very, feels very cheap.
2: So yeah, I this 75 minute movie I started at regular speed and then I think twenty minutes in I turned it to two times speed
1: because I was like were you looking for the two point five, the three I was times I was speed. looking for
2: the ten times ten speed because I was like I was like seventy five minutes is too short. I was like get or too long. I was like, I'm twenty minutes in, I was like, I don't like this, and I'm not going to. So I would I watched the whole thing. As always, as contractually obligated but i did speed it up at two times speed because i was like i was like this isn't this isn't for me this isn't for me mm-hmm. so i know uh some people are probably like man this movie's really champion this or that and it's like sure i guess but uh um my thing was uh i just thought Walt was um not understanding uh, a very str- strongly worded no and i know that a lot of talk on here is working through the no but uh I think that gets get you arrested these days, pal. So you leave those underage Mexicans if they say no, you you respect that boundary. That's uh that's all I'm gonna say, okay? Uh,
1: if only the world worked that way, RJ. I no I understand the world that's what I mean.
2: I understand it is not the case. There's a lot of uh sexually aggressive men and like I said, going after other men or or women. Uh or like whatever. There's a lot of sexually aggressive men going after anybody they can. And uh, that's unfortunate. Abstinence only, brother. Uh, so, Jarrett, I'm interested.
1: Uh, tell me what, what you thought you... of this film. You think? Well, RJ, um, I was not familiar with uh, Malanoche uh, for the most part. I didn't realize oh, that this okay. kind of acts as a, um, in some ways, it's like the same my, same setting and sort of like same world of my own private Idaho. Uh, Kinda, well, yeah. Yeah, yep. yeah so it's like, so it's like yeah, like you're dealing street with men. Portland, yeah, and sort of. I mean, uh, there's shifts though, right? Because that's like about these um, young white men, uh, yeah, s- s- selling their butts. It, uh, it gets
2: brought up at one point in this, and they talk about Idaho.
1: Yeah, and then there is the whole bit where um, one of the, I can't, I'm not, I'm not sure if it's Pepper or not, but like one of these helpful hustler types is like, yeah. If this doesn't work out, you go over to this guy's place. He'll take care of you. You just got to go mm-hmm. along with that. And you know, there's an implication of uh, what that means. Mhm. Uh I mean, it is uh I'm, imagine it's a, it's a reality of uh, for mm-hmm. uh young queer people uh that basically are going through this particularly in the 80s through the 90s, probably even now, I'm sure. Uh, where it mm-hmm. is uh, getting away from the, the the household that you lived in, uh, getting away from school, and you go to the city, and uh, you try to find work, and you meet other people, uh, you try to find a sense of community, and there are predators. <laughs> uh, there's one that's like, you know, you always imagine it's like some, like, 50-year-old dude <laughs> stuck in the streets, uh, chicken hawk types, uh but it's mm-hmm. like this guy's like not that much older than our um our two uh, uh immigrant friends. It's uh I'm not sure how you, where you would place uh the age of Tim Streeter the actor playing Walt. I thought he was like, fifty two. <laughs> yeah? yeah. Tim Streeter, uh yeah. I, I don't think No, so. he's he like just... I don't
2: know, like twenty three maybe.
1: Yeah. So this is the only movie he's ever been in. I, yeah. I just noticed, I just noticed that. It's kind of an amateur actor. Um as far as I could tell at least in the theater, theaters or maybe he did theater work for all I know. Who knows? Anyway, um, so there's a depiction of that world. And I mean, the one thing that uh, reading about this, this sort of predates um, the new queer cinema movement that happened in the U.S. Mm-hmm. Kind of like shortly after this, um, which I've seen a few movies of like Greg Araki movies. Uh, and uh, well, there's Bruce LaBruce, RJ. Uh, Bruce LaBruce Bruce LaBruce it is Uh, you might be familiar with his film No Skin Off My Ass
2: oh yeah that's a classic I uh, watch it frequently
1: yeah Um, Yeah. but yeah those would be and then um, what's his name Goldmine Guy Todd Haynes Uh, GoldenEye
2: Guy Pierce Brosnan
1: (laughs) yeah him too I guess okay all all those movies he made you know Todd you know Todd Haynes
2: Oh, I know Todd Haynes. You oh.
1: know Todd Haynes. You've seen Carol.
2: Yeah, he's in GoldenEye.
1: You've seen Far From Heaven.
2: I have seen those films. Yeah. I have seen those films. But a lot I more um,
1: polished movies. That's uh, something. Yeah. But, I mean, Gus Van Sant starts making more polished movies. And he bounces around a lot uh, making all sure. kinds of movies like Psycho where he might, yeah. you know what Psycho needed? It needed Butthole fa- shot? It needed fapping. <laughs> it needed, what about the it needed, butthole shot? Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's what he needed he's like yeah well
2: i mean wasn't the big pitch of that was that it was a shot for shot remake but then like but But, then what about these things he added to it there's no (laughs) butthole in the original (laughs) cycle
1: ah because hitchcock wasn't prepared to go there
2: but i mean how is it a shot for shot remake when you add a butthole to it yeah you know what i mean
1: you, do you know if you're you probably don't know any Gregor Iraqi movies, but a uh, mysterious skin starring Joseph Gordon Levitt? I,
2: I do know Mysterious Skin, actually. You I've do? seen parts of that movie, I haven't seen the whole thing. I've seen like 20 minutes of that movie,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. That's also about being a, a young hustler.
2: I mean, I got nothing against young hustlers and skin no. game, it's just and, and, uh...
1: and, and spoke bad dudes yeah. <laughs> sometimes lurking.
2: Yeah, yeah no, I, I, I know that movie, like, I've seen like 20 minutes. And it wasn't because I stopped watching it It just uh Yeah. Yeah. I know I know the young skin game. I think that's fine, but yeah. I mean, um or I don't think it's fine, it's just uh when the dudes push a little too hard, it's just like I don't think anyone should be having even actual stuff. It's just like no one should be doing anything. No one should be doing anything. No one should be doing anything anyways. So uh when the guys are a little too forceful it always uh
1: mm hmm. You know what I mean, and that's and that's this movie. So I mean, yeah. yeah. Again, I don't know. I I don't think there's enough um, here for me to be drawn. Like even so, like I'm not really interested in the subject matter per se. Not, there's not much um, that happens, and so there's it's kind of like, oh, it's Gus Van Sant's first movie. Let's see where he started off. And you go, yep, yeah, this sure feels like someone's first movie. All right,
2: sure does. You
1: no, know? um, and yeah, like I said, I, I had a hard time getting through that. That sound looping the The dubbing of it, because it's like the way the sound was done, recorded afterwards, put it over top, a little off. It really feels like you're watching a dubbed American
0: movie.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, something I'm not used to. And I mean, mm-hmm. I saw some people comment uh, here and there that they thought the movie looked like beautiful. They thought it was a beautifully photographed movie. No, I was like, I don't know about that. This As I said, pretty, there's that pretty, one nice shot. Mur- it. Yeah, it felt it. pretty murky. Da- damn it. John J. Campbell, who is yeah. like Gus Van Sant's like main cinematographer in the back in when also shot in my own private Idaho. It I, looks a lot better. Or uh, even cowgirls get the blues. He even did with Gus Van Sant back cool in old nineteen ninety three, based on a uh, what's his name, Tony Tom Robbins Tony Danza to Tom Robbins, um... the
2: motivational speaker, Tony Robbins,
1: not Tony Robbins. Oh. Um very similar. Oh, but but the uh, movie also stars uh, Uma Thurman, Lorraine Bracco, the Uma Pat Morita, Pat Morita, John Hurt, Rain Phoenix, Ed Begley Jr., Carol Kane, Keanu Reeves, Sean Young, Chrisman Glover, Roseanne Barr, Buck Excuse Henry, me. Grace Zabriskie. All star Heather Graham is in there too. Like Next a, time you it's lead like, with Roseanne it's, it's, Barr, it's, it's like a little uh, Twin Peaks reunion. <laughs> Udo is... Kier, the From Udo, the Udo,
2: yeah, Angie Dickinson. Wow, this is all star cast.
3: I, I mean, wish I'd that, rather, those guys were in this. Movie. I
1: mean, I would rather watch even Cowgirls Get the Blues before I'd want to watch. Yeah, Manoche. who would? Oh, Quite Quite frankly, well, quite frankly, yeah, it's, this, it's not this is not your grandpa's some, film. Yeah, this is um, I don't know adjacent movies that I think people might want to watch instead of this would be Barfly, for instance. I mean, I think Barfly
2: is an incredible movie. I don't know if I quite see the connection to that, but... Uh... It's
1: like the, I don't know what you'd call the uh, kitchen sink sort of aesthetic.
2: Okay, okay. Yeah. All all I can say is that this isn't as good as E.T.
1: Yeah, if you want to watch, like, I don't know, movies from the... <laughs> I guess the the lower strata idea. of so of society, um, yeah. but but enjoy your movie, watch Barfly, Jay. Sure, I mean you know. Barfly is good. I don't know Barfly. why, I th- but yeah, there's a, like this movie feels like you know it's low, yeah, lo-fi, uh, fairly miserable sort of depiction of of the world, and uh, I don't know if you're in the mood for that and you want to watch the first. Gus Van Sant movie. Well, you got Malanoche. The Malanoche? A Malanoche. One bad night. One bad viewing. One bad movie. Question mark.
2: Well, that's for the viewer to decide. There's going to be so many people's favorite movies, and it's just like... right, All right. Every time really, I look at you know every, it
1: is. Every time I look at this, uh, the banner of this movie, it's just like, is that Richard Ramirez?
2: The Richard, the Night Stalker? That's right. The Night Stalker. Oh. I mean, it does actually kind of look like Richard Ramirez. Because <laughs> a little. It's the hair.
1: It's yeah, hair. big yeah. hair.
2: And well, it's it's the hair with like the kind of cr- the wing tip at, at mm-hmm. the side there, not the poly walnuts wing tip, but like you know what I mean, guys.
1: You yeah. know. It's like that, black and white photography. You can't really the face is a bit obscured. Yeah. Yeah. I mean plus
2: he looks like he could kill people. Nah. You
1: know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So Argie, tell me about who loves or and or hates this movie.
2: Uh who uh what do you want? Loves or hates?
1: Uh, whatever you prefer.
3: Uh Hates?
2: Uh, sure. Do you want Josh or Saul?
1: Uh, either one.
2: Saul. <laughs> half a star. Saul. <laughs> I, I, I knew a dude named Saul from El Salvador, and he spelt his name S-A-U-L. And okay. I do know it is Saul in some countries, but I knew a Saul once, so I'm going to say Saul. Okay. Saul. Half a star. Racially ignorant movie about a white savior gay predator. Literally nothing in this makes any sense either. If you were to ask me the plot of this movie,
1: I would just shrug and walk away. Well, you might want to walk away from Saul's Letterboxd account um, in their description bio here. Number one Harmony Corin defender. So this, this Saul not being a fan of Malanoche but being number one Harmony Corrine fan, or Defender at least, I'd tell you. Gummo is, of course, one of their favorite films. Uh, all of my reviews are the same. 18. I wonder if they're still 18. Uh, we got favorite film, Scott Pilgrim. Uh, hey, you're you're mm-hmm. going to check out that animated show coming out? Eventually. We got Eventually. Gummo. We got Fantastic Mr. Fox, a uh, great movie. And The Ice Storm, mediocre movie. And uh, lately, Saul's been checking out Clueless, uh, Debs, Whip It, and Bring It On.
2: Oh, interesting. Yep. Interesting. I like that. Yeah. We have um, Dadao086. Yeah. Half a star. Shut the fuck up, white boy. Whoa. Very aggressive. Very Uh, aggressive. Here's a different one for you, though. Snowflake Emoji. Half a star. Their their name is Snowflake Emoji. I saw. I saw. Another game movie where queerness is portrayed as predatory and pedophilic. Plus, the main character is a racist piece of shit who uses the only POCs, I believe that stands for persons of color, in the movie for their pleasure. Yep. Uh, Payaku half a star. Not only is this film obnoxious, completely racist and boring, it's also ugly. This perpetuates multiple racist stereotypes and the absolute worst gay clichés. Yep. So that's good. A lot of people talking about predatory trash is what they say. Yep. Okay,
1: let's well, go. Let's go. Well, since uh Pi- Piaku um uh, from yeah. Louisville, uh favorite films include Todd Haynes' Safe Oh, Paris is Burning, one of your favorites. Yeah, of course. Uh, My Own Private Idaho, from uh, Gus, Mm. and uh, their bio. Queer Agender Health Educator Watching and Judging Films. For Pride Month, I am highlighting some of my favorite LGBTQIA plus films. Every Friday, I'll be changing my top four during Pride Month. Current adjacent film project, Project 1991. Failed. And they have uh, the rating scale for you. Oh, of course. And you. yeah, r- curiously enough, recent reviews, Debs. <laughs> what? What? Interesting. How does, how does this keep happening? It's I, like, I, I have. E? We, I don't think D E B S for people from two thousand four. This happens. Something it, it, in the air.
2: It's such a weird anomaly. It always happens. Hey Jared, let's let's flip over to five star reviews. Kate. Okay, okay. How's that sound? A, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Get go. Okay.
2: I got one from uh Tick Sullivan, T Y C Sullivan, five stars. I was at work today and randomly got into a very long conversation with a guy when he was waiting for his car, and he was saying how this is his favorite movie of all time. I went home and I uh and watched it after work, and this movie is so fucking amazing. Huh. Quite a review, hey? Uh,
1: their banner currently is Oppenheimer.
2: Of course, uh, of course. No
1: bio. Uh, Their avatar is also uh, Cillian Murphy. I'm going to assume that's also from Oppenheimer. Favorite mm-hmm. films? Oppenheimer. The Killing of a Chinese Bookie. Oh. One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. And Train Spotting.
2: Hmm. Not what I would have expected.
1: It... i got you i got you fam
2: yeah i got two other good five star ones five stars from ray jan Moy.
1: <laughs> oh boy here we go i, I see five, it
2: five stars from ray jan Moy. gus visionary saint
1: aspiring anxious filmmaker with a oh, yes. cheap camera trembling focus existential dread and no collaborators Wanna consume a lot of films before I die in case I can't make one. Favorite films include Paris, Texas, Belle de Jour, Contempt, and Wild Strawberries. A big criterion mark.
2: Except Uh,
1: five stars. Five stars for La Ventura. Only four stars for Le Samurai. And only only four stars for Videodrome. Only four
2: stars. But five for La Ventura, eh? Interesting. Interesting. Hey, I got another good one for you, Jarrett. Yeah. From Paul. You know about Paul? No, I don't know Paul. Paul gave this film five stars on May 17th, 2023. This is his review. It's not a burp, but this is his review. (laughs) (laughs) The most emotive work from Gus. Period. What a time to be emotionally honest. Period. End of review.
1: So he's on a first name basis with Gus.
2: Apparently, Gus.
1: Gus. Well, how many? How often does one get the opportunity to just say Gus?
2: Not that often, well, unless Not you're talking often.
1: about Gus the Ghost,
2: or Gus Gus from Ferngully.
1: Yeah. Remember <laughs> Gus Gus? No one, I don't know. Maybe I don't know if uh, Fern um in the zeitgeist currently.
2: It'll have its time again, but yeah. What Paul is saying is that not only is this the most emotive work from Gus, but it's an incredible time to be emotionally.
1: And is that in movies to yourself? He doesn't say. Yeah, I want one. I got one here, though. Mm -hmm. Aerie Malloy. Five stars. Oh, yeah. A visual tour de force. Utilizing high-contrast monochrome imagery to exquisite effect, as it tells a story of love, desire, and longing, drenched in a nocturnal kind of romanticism akin to that of Nan Golden's photographs. The cameras perpetually linger over bodies in a way that Walt wishes to, but can't. The guitar and ukulele-heavy music amplifies the sense of yearning that is ingrained into every frame and which expresses itself in highly desperate explosions of lust. Of
0: course.
1: Van Sant's debut is what a Wong Kar Wai film will be like if he simultaneously experiments with neorealism and film noir. If Criterion releases a sequel to their America Lost and Found box set, this will fit right in.
2: Of course. Incredible. Terry Malloy's been on this uh, segment before, because I remember the bio. Every film is worth five stars when it begins. Uh, what happens over the course of it is what determines how many stars it loses. I mean, one of their favorite films is Night of the Hunter*, so
1: and and quite quiet long,
2: <laughs> and quite long. Yes.
1: *Korea*, K- and *Children of Paradise* all criterion films mm-hmm. do
2: five stars just said honest
1: and their period. avatar is marlon brando
2: oh that person yeah but the person who said that this movie is just honest five stars do we gotta lock them up too you i mean it?
1: you're i mean it seems like you're the the cinema police now
2: hey i'll lock you all up all you people all you people who like uh this movie, all you happiness guys out there. Hey, that movie I watched uh, last night, I like movies. There's some happiness talking.
3: Oh, I see.
2: And there's a Manborg poster too. That's odd. I don't know if Manborg was out at
1: that time. In
2: 2003? Yeah. I don't believe it was, but I think it's,
1: they're just no. kind of. No, Manborg I, didn't come out till 2011. I think they're
2: just paying zero stars. gosh. Zero oh.
1: stars. Homage to zero stars.
2: filmmakers.
1: Zero homage. stars. Homage. Oh boy. Do you they know about homage? <laughs> they fucked up.
2: Well go get her. Go get Chandler. Go get her.
1: They can't help themselves. Go filmmakers. Sloppy.
2: Sloppy. Well, I mean, no it's not Malanoche, but a few things are
1: <laughs> I have no final thoughts on this film, RJ. Thank you for asking.
2: Uh, Jared, any final thoughts on this film?
1: No final thoughts from me, RJ. Thanks for asking.
2: My final thoughts are none to be seen,
1: <laughs> or none yet to be revealed. The world's not yet revealed.
2: And with that, this is a part where Jared says something that I have long forgotten what it is. But I. I think he's going to do something.
1: And I say, poopy butt.
2: There you
0: have it.
1: You could go to any city in the world and be predatory, sexually. Uh, which oh, yeah. city would it be?
2: You know, it's Italy. It's somewhere in Italy.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, you, that,
2: yeah. you you know it's Italy. Yeah. It's it's Italy. It's broken
1: hearts out there. Yeah.
2: Hey, how come you sent me a uh, 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 extra
1: extraterrest- uh, extraterrestrial visit? Well, is this the ET that? Uh... That he's talking o about
0: referencing?
1: <laughs> uh, would you like I to mean, share a I mean, it's it possible. <laughs> Which
2: one? Well, I've seen this film. I can speak to it. I Los Extraterrestres,
1: directed <laughs> by Juan Piquer Simon, Simon, the, the, the man, the legend behind such classics as Pieces, Slugs, The Rift, Cthulhu Mansion, Supersonic Band, and name but a few.
2: His other movies may hit a little harder. Extraterrestrial. The fate of the Earth is in their hands. After a meteor-like object lands in the woods, poachers unearth a cave filled with alien eggs. As they attempt to destroy the eggs, one of them is killed by an unseen creature, leaving one egg intact. A young boy named Tommy finds the remaining egg and brings it home to hatch. As more murders occur around town, Tommy learns that his new pet, Alien, who he names Trumpy, possesses telekinetic powers. Trumpy? Have you ever seen egg get used so much in a description of a movie before? Egg? Eggs. I mean, what about Chicken Little? I feel like that might have some I'm, talk. Okay, this says eggs one, two, three, four. Four times eggs is said
1: in the description of this movie that's more than probably even the movie Angel Eggs mentions it in the description. You bet your sweet ass. Okay, as how how does how does uh, Gus Van Sant's uh Melanoche compare to Don Dollars uh, Galaxy Invader or or
2: <laughs> Night Beast? I mean, those movies fuck this movie grapes. So, no. Not even close. No. Where would you rank this between um, Sweetie and Sovo Kantu Parija. What, what movie? Sweetie.
0: Yeah. And
2: Sovo Kantu Parija. Jesus That's... Christ. What movie is that? <laughs> That's uh, what's his name? The Um Inuarte or uh, Birdman guy, isn't it? That was his first movie. Was it Birdman guy or was it the Rome guy? It's one of those guys. One of those guys that everybody fucking loves now. And it was his. Oh, Al- uh, Alfonso Coran. Alfonso Cuarón's first movie. Remember Jesus. the
1: guy who thinks he has a Oh, eighth, that, that movie! I forgot that. I, I totally forgot the title of it.
2: Solo con Parija.
1: Yeah. Oh God. Yeah, that's
2: perfect Spanish, by the way. That,
1: that, I think that's why. I think it's the perfect Spanish that threw me.
2: Solo con Parija.
1: They exist. They coexist peacefully a... at the bottom of the bile.
2: So I guess what what you gotta ask is what's worse, sexual coercion. Or thinking you have AIDS and uh, sleeping with as many as you can. That's where this realm of Criterion film. Oh,
1: yeah, exists. I mean, there you go. I mean, that's another one of these movies. It's like, you know, I'd put uh, Sweetie and Melanoche. But like, so the top of that would be like a barfly again. Where you're well, like, that's, like, that's
2: a far, far way. Uh,
1: well, that movie's like, because that's, that, that's like, I mean, that's what I mean, though. Like, that's, that's like the genre, though, that you're re- dealing with. I would file them into the same sort of like misery, but one's like extremely well done and watchable and a movie you would talk yes. about fondly.
2: I mean, yes, that is what's going on.
1: That is what's going on. Yeah, I don't know. Again, we're like at nine films straight where I'm like. Mm.
2: Only uh, nine, hey?
1: Well, since uh, starting at 401 with spine number 401. Uh, it's been uh, it's been it's been a, a, tough. It's been tough, R.J.
2: Oh, well, I know it's tough.
1: And you can tell us how tough it is by hopping on Instagram, finding Criterion Creeps, liking our posts. About we're on our Tumblr. A- our sore asses. Um, yeah. You can go on Letterboxd, check us out there. Jared Duncan, Barn Loaf. You know, you know the drill. Mm-hmm. Yeah, These we're episodes, on d- what?
2: Discord's. Discords, you gotta pay via Patreon. Give us pay money,
1: to, pay to play, boys. Yeah.
2: We accept lots of lots of dollars, yep. lots of high dollars. That's right, all the dollars. Um,
1: SoundCloud, ditchers, no more. <laughs> Stitcher's gone iTunes is around Google Play Tumblers something else something there. else I don't even know if people listen I don't even know if they do that anymore
2: Tumblr's around and they care which is nice
1: hey so you know next week uh, we are apparently watching uh, one of the the greatest pieces of cinema ever made no I
2: wouldn't I wouldn't say that
1: allegedly I wouldn't uh, say that Jean-Luc Godard's Breathless from 1960 um mm. yippee mm. I heard you're a big fan of New Wave cinema. No, it's not my favorite Godard. No, it's, we know,
2: it's is most, know
1: it is his most popular though. Jules and Jim
2: is that the one that you like?
1: That's right. <laughs> That's right.
2: Oh, next week, all you French Canadians, you're gonna like it the way I talk. Devant, devant, you're gonna like it, the French. And then I move into an attorney.
1: Well, we we got we got an accent for everybody on the, on our podcast. I what, mean, what's some, a non
2: hate crime some, accent some, I can do some, for you? Some,
1: some say we can't even speak English. That's
2: true. I can do any accent as long as it's not a hate crime for me to do that accent. I can do any.
1: You tell me which one. Okay. Very you good. Tell me.
3: Okay.
1: Oh. Well, let's let's call her quits right then and there. wee. <laughs> Good night.
2: I'm French Canadian. It's
3: okay. It's not. It's not uh, racist.